Happy Monday to you. Uh, it is Monday. It's uh, Thanksgiving week, and it's uh, going to be a fun week, I think. Hopefully, we're, we're out of impeachment hell for a couple of days, which is kind of nice. Uh, and uh, Pat will be joining us here in just a moment um, to uh, not talk about constant impeachment hearings because there's none going on right now this week. That's the Thanksgiving thing. It's a Thanksgiving miracle. They decided not to overload us with impeachment crap this week. So we have that going on. We've got a new entrant officially in the uh, presidential race with Mike Bloomberg. That's going to be exciting uh, to talk about today. And we will, uh, as as you may know, um, knowing uh, Pat, and there's Pat leaning into the shot right now, so you know he's here. Uh, <laughs> thank you, Matt. Welcome. Uh, uh, you, one thing we will not be doing today is talking about the National Football League, as the Eagles and Packers fans have no interest in it. In fact, if everything in the league burned down to the ground, we'd be completely fine with that. So we will not bore you at all with football talk. It's our promise to you today. 888-727-BECK is the phone number. We're back with the start of the show here in just a moment. Glenn Beck program. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. Some great news to share. Yeah, last week, yes, we lost Wayne Messam. There was an end to Messamentum. Messamentum or Messamania? Uh, well, both. Both. Both are gone. I mean, he he did yeah. receive five dollars in donations last quarter. No denying that. Five individual dollars. I no believe denying it. from one person, but <laughs> five individual dollars. But five dollars. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll get you somewhere in a race. Imagine if he would have unleashed that <clears throat> in this oh. case. I mean, he never. My understanding is he didn't spend it. But if he had <laughs> unleashed that into this uh, primary, the whole thing would have been upside down. It, it, it goes into chaos at that point. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the grief that we all feel because Wayne Messam is not in the race any longer is mitigated somewhat by the announcement of Michael Bloomberg over the weekend. Mm. So great that Michael Bloomberg is going to run for president. I mean, here's just a few of the things that he's going to be bringing to the table. Mike Bloomberg started as a middle-class kid who had to work his way through college. He started as a kid? built a business from a single room to a global entity, creating tens of thousands of good-paying jobs along the way. He could have stopped there. Could have. But when New York suffered the terrible tragedy of Mm 9-11, he took charge, becoming a three-term mayor who brought a city back from the ashes and brought back jobs and hope with it, Mm. creating tens of thousands of affordable housing units so families could have a decent place to to live, raising teachers' salaries and kids' graduation rates, and creating a more open and livable city for the millions who call it home. He could have stopped there, could've. but when he witnessed the terrible toll of gun violence, mm. he put his money where his heart is, helping oh, to create a movement to take on the NRA, the politicians they, they own, own, to protect they families the across this country and help turn the tide. And he's funded college educations mm. for wow. thousands of deserving he... low-income and middle-class kids. Could he stop and supported there? life-saving I mean, he so much. He probably stopped there. And the outright denial of this administration to protect the only home we have 
from the growing menace of climate change. I'm guessing, change. did, did he stop? he sees a different kind of menace coming from Washington. Uh -oh. So there's no stopping no stop. here. Oh, because there's an America waiting to be rebuilt. Sure, everyone sure. without health insurance mm -hmm. is guaranteed to get it. And everyone who likes theirs can go ahead and keep it. Yeah, we've heard that Where before. Or the wealthy will pay more in taxes. Oh, good. And the struggling middle class will get their <laughs> fair share. Let's get those oh. rich jobs people. that just allow you to get by <laughs> will become jobs that let you get ahead. Wow. Mike Bloomberg for president, jobs creator, leader, problem solver. Oh. It's going to take all three to build back a country. It sure oh. is. So Make America Great Again is now Rebuild America, which is essentially like, the, I mean, it's, it's the same kind of slogan, the same thing, yeah. right? Same slogan. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that's a fascinating, it's a, this is a fascinating experiment. And my, my, there's a million things to talk about on Mike Bloomberg, most of which are just topics on talk radio because he's not going to win the nomination but my favorite part of this is can we finally put to rest the idea that you can buy an election that if you have so much money you can put all your money in there and you can buy an election he's going to attempt mm -hmm. it here the man has 50 billion dollars he is the ninth richest mm -hmm. person on earth yeah he is going to dump so much money into this campaign. Well, starting with $30 million right 30 now. $30 million. And right it, off the top. They say it's the biggest spend in any week in any campaign in American history, including the general election. Oh, wow. Really? Yeah. Wow. And a meaningless, nowhere week around and Thanksgiving. And there's no way. I mean, what the ego it must take oh. to believe you can win this thing mm -hmm. when everyone knows you don't have a shot. Oh. There's no chance he wins. His chances, it's got to be less than 1%. There's no way people are clamoring for a Michael Bloomberg presidency. I don't think most of the Bloomberg family is, uh, I don't think is so. clamoring for that. No, I don't think they are. Uh, and you know, he's going to try essentially a variation of the Giuliani approach, which is skip all the early states. Is he still going to do that? Because I read an article where he was all in now. Oh, he is? That's what I heard. Because he's not even on the ballot in New Hampshire, as far as I know. I, I don't think he is. I know he made the uh, the Alabama ba ballot, and he can get on whatever ballot he wants. Yeah. But the at least the reporting I heard this morning, again, confirmed that he was planning on skipping the first four states. So he would come in on Super Tuesday. Wow. And that's why he's going to be able to spend so much money. Because Bad strategy, though, because it'll be over by then. It, w it certainly was for Giuliani. Remember when he waited in Florida for everybody yeah. to catch up to him? Yeah. And they'd already passed him by. Bye-bye. <laughs> yeah. It did not work. It did not work. I mean, you know, Rubio sort of did that in the, last, uh, in the last primary as well. He tried to compete in certain early states, but he, is, he went all in on Florida. Mm -hmm. And again, that, that didn't work. Doesn't seem to be one of those things that, that works all that well. But think about this, Pat. Here's a guy who is... $50 billion uh, of wealth, and he says he might spend up to a billion dollars on this campaign. A billion. Wow. And this is an experiment that's never been tried, really. I mean, Ross yeah. Perot obviously is the most obvious example. He comes in with his own money. He has a lot to spend, but he didn't spend anywhere close. I mean, I think he might have spent 60 or $70 million the entire campaign. And he was running for a general and had to get on, on ballots as an independent Mm -hmm. Trump ran last time, kind of talked about self-funding, but never, I mean, he spent, he probably, he spent about $50 million of his own money on the campaign, which is a hell of a lot of money, but it, that's not a self-funding thing. I mean, he was still doing, uh, getting a lot of donations and got tons of help money-wise from the RNC and all these other sources. There was a one attempt back in, I think it was 1980, 
where the libertarian candidate they put a um they put one of the Koch brothers was the vice presidential candidate so they could spend whatever they wanted and it was a Koch brother at the number two slot and you know it helped I mean they had I think their highest vote total of the entire party's history with the exception of you know 2016 um was the was the one that beat it with Gary Johnson um but still like it, it's an interesting thought in that all of these problems that you have as a candidate when you go out and, and you're trying to go raise money and you're trying to you know kiss butt to everybody I mean they're saying Bloomberg's not even going to be out doing speeches he's just running ads he's like running a a campaign like like a fantasy team you know he's just it's mm. it's he's not going out he's not training he's not running sprints he's not learning plays He's just the fantasy team GM, and he's kind of running <laughs> ads, and you can spend them, mm-hmm. and you know it's a well done ad if you if yeah. any of that stuff appeals to you. I don't know that any of it does appeal to uh, the Democratic Party today. Taking a match, the U.S. Constitution doesn't appeal to you, like yeah, well, a, they mean, just burn up the well, U.S. Constitution. That should appeal though it to should, the yeah. Democratic Party. <laughs> <laughs> that should, he should just say he's doing that. More coming up in sixty seconds. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Shopping this holiday season? Finding the perfect gift from your computer or your tablet or smartphone? That is. That's a breeze. Now, here's the problem with it. All of that online shopping, you're left potentially vulnerable to identity theft. You may miss identity theft just by monitoring your own credit. So you need somebody to watch it. Because somebody stealing your information on the dark web or taking an online payday loan in your name is going to dramatically impact your life in the negative. That's why there's LifeLock. They'll monitor your personal information. And if you have a problem with identity theft, they'll work to fix it. Now, nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But LifeLock offers something that's perfect for the holidays and beyond. And now until December 8th, you can join and get a special radio discount. Save 30% or more off your first year by using promo code BACK. So call 800-LIFELOCK or go to lifelock.com and use the promo code BACK. That's promo code BACK for 30% or more. Just a quick reminder, too. Michael Bloomberg sucked <laughs> as New York City mayor. <laughs> let's, let's not forget, he banned salt or tried, tried to. to. Mm-hmm. He tried to ban salt. Uh, and I think did ban the 16-ounce soda, right? I yeah, you couldn't get 32. a 16-ounce. Was it 32? I thought it was 32. You could Maybe. only go up to 16 ounces, something like that. Which made him the my number one enemy on earth, right? Uh, because soda is the most important thing in my life. But you could buy five twelve ounce and drink them all. Oh yeah, I mean it's stupid. It everyone, was ridiculous. Everyone showed how ridiculous it was and, and yeah. silly it was almost immediately. And the salt thing is funny because we've talked about this before. That the the latest science on salt uh, shows that it actually isn't harmful, right? Uh, it, which is hilarious because they've been talking about this for such a long time. And you go back and look at the history of, of the salt thing. It doesn't even, it's not even true. You know what else so, isn't terribly awful for you if you just do it in moderation? Soda. I mean, you could have a soda every once in a while. It's not going to be a big deal. Oh, yeah. Right? And, uh, I mean, or you could do what I do and have 12 a day. Right. And that that is okay, too. <laughs> you know, uh, If that's what you want to do. that's what you want to do. He's and, not a freedom guy, though. Michael Bloomberg no. is not a do-what-you-want-to-do kind of guy. Yeah, there's a certain brand of politician, and and they come from both sides. 
right? Like, I mean, mm-hmm. you go back to Al Gore on lyrics in rap songs. You remember back in the day, right. Alan Tipper, right? That sort of came this, with the warning labels. Yeah. So it, was, it was Tipper Gore that was behind all that. Yeah, there's sort of parental uh, uh, thing that they that some certain politicians do, and one who does mm-hmm. it on uh, quote unquote the right. However, you see him is Mike Huckabee. He's the same way. Where like he wants to make sure. Look, yes, I'm I'm on board with Michelle Obama's, you know, don't put too much, you know, crappy food in kids' lunches uh, plan, and and let me hey, let's make these this illegal because I think it's bad, and this should be illegal because I think it's bad. It, it, this it's this parental uh, or almost a maternal mm, right. um, uh, a, a thought of the it way it's supposed to. They know better because they know better, and mm-hmm. that's Bloomberg 100. percent Yes, he's totally down that road. And there's some things about that that appeal, I think, to Democrats, right? Where mm-hmm. you said, you know, p- letting the Constitution on fire. There's an argument to make that he should just make that his campaign slogan. Right. I'm Michael Bloomberg. I will light the Constitution on fire. And it might actually work in the Democratic primary right now. Seems to be what they want when you look at the, yeah, with, with who they're choosing. But Bloomberg is at least seen as a centrist, used to be a Republican. Then he was an of. independent. Then he was an independent. And then he's just full-fledged Democrat. Yes, and so I don't think there's much hunger for him. Bloomberg's a guy who has all sorts of weird Me Too problems, which has not been investigated, but will I'm not be. Sure, I know about the Me Too problems of Bloomberg. Yeah, I, he, I haven't heard about that. He's apologized for some of it. Um, I wouldn't say it's not Harvey Weinstein stuff we're talking about. It's it's stuff where he was very dismissive of women at okay. the workplace. Um, he is known as a guy. Uh, there's there's a profile that was written a few years ago about Bloomberg, and he's talking to a reporter. And uh, if you have a child in your car, it might be a good time to turn the radio down for a second. He's talking to a reporter, and they're at like a party with all these you know beautiful people and their beautiful gowns walking around. And he's this person is trying to you know you know what these profiles are like, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like you they're super in depth. They analyze everything you do. You know what I mean? The, all the color mm-hmm. of every moment is there. You're like a fly on the wall in the room with whoever's being profiled. So at one point, a beautiful woman walks by, I believe in her 20s, and uh and Bloomberg blurts out to, to the reporter standing right there, "Man, she's got a she got a hell of an ass on her, huh?" Oh, golly. And it comes come, <laughs> it's in the profile, yeah. right? Like you can't that's not a thing that I mean, you have. And to, this happened when? I, think we, was, I want know? to say it was 2013. It's not. Uh, it's not well, a long time ago. Recently. Yeah, it's not like we're going back to the 80s for this yeah. stuff. Yeah. Uh, so there is a. Uh, <laughs> there's no fit. There's no sensible, logical fit for Mike Bloomberg to win this nomination. It is purely mm-hmm. an ego thing. It's purely he thinks he's the only person who can do this. Right. It's a big deal. And Mm -hmm. what I find interesting about this, maybe the biggest part of this, is there has been this thing in politics where we've been told over and over and over and over again, we have to do something about money in politics because you can just buy elections. And we've said how many times? It's just not true. Where is the evidence of this? Right. It has nothing to do with who spends more money. Donald Trump spent nothing compared to Hillary Clinton and won that election. Mm -hmm. It is not. It's not about that. Michael Bloomberg is going to come in here and have a war chest of $50 billion, the, the ninth largest war chest of any person on earth to come in here and try to win an election against people like Andrew Yang and uh, Cory Booker. <laughs> and if you can't do that, if you can't beat the mayor of South Bend, Indiana with $50 billion... I don't think he's going to. I don't think he is either. And not only is he not going to win the election, he's not going to beat maybe even Andrew Yang. I, I I don't see him getting past 
isn't Yang up to like four percent? I don't see Bloomberg Bloomberg much higher than four percent. Yeah, I mean Yang's actually done really well with this election. He, he has, and he's. A, I think he's. A, he stands out of this field as someone who is at least honest and mm-hmm. well reasoned. Though I disagree with his reasoning on almost all the things he's talking about. He at least knows what he's talking about. Unlike someone like Elizabeth Warren, who's just saying whatever thing she can say to try to vilify people who are wealthy. She's just start graving nuts. Yeah, she's just nuts. And it's it gets worse and worse every day. She, uh, she, she is, she, you know, and you know what's going to be really fun to watch is if what looks like ha- is happening in the polls with her falling continues to happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, her in ultimate flail mode is going to be fantastic. <laughs> it's going to be fun. It's going to be, it might be, be better be than Beto. It might be better than Beto. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. More Clint Beck with Pat and Stu coming up. Health concerns are a sad part of life. I mean, it seems like there's always something that either hurts or bothers us health-wise, right? Well, if that's you, you really need to see what CBD products can do for your health. CBD may offer many of the health benefits of marijuana, but without the high. So it's 100% legal and requires no prescription from cbdistillery.com. The health testimonials are impressive, like this customer who wrote, I highly recommend CBD to everyone. It's done a complete turnaround for me. Another customer wrote, CBD made a big difference in my health. Look, if you haven't tried CBD for that health concern, you should. But where you get CBD products is crucial. With independent lab tests and nearly a quarter million customers, you can trust cbdistillery.com. See what CBD can do for your health. Go to cbdistillery.com and enter relief for 20% off. Again, enter relief for 20% off at cbdistillery.com. cbdistillery.com. So you're just talking about Elizabeth Warren. Uh, her tax plan is a pretty good one. You know, I, I think you were alluding to the fact that it might be crazy, but I, I, <laughs> I don't know. Really? Listen to this. Democratic presidential uh, candidate Elizabeth Warren has unveiled sweeping tax proposals that would push federal tax rates on some billionaires and multimillionaires above 100%. <laughs> now, is that their fair share? If you just take no. more than everything they have, that's not their fair share yet. No. They've got to take so. some from other people, too, and give it to you. Uh, I think we have to take money from poor people to give to billionaires for them to pay in taxes. <laughs> okay. mm-hmm. That's my proposal. Uh, so potential tax rates over 100% could result from the combination of tax increases she's proposing. She wants to return the top income tax rate to 39.6 from 37% now. Then she wants to impose a new 50, well, it's 14.8%. It's almost 15% tax for Social Security. Wow. A new, wow. Wow. Amazing. And then that's one of those that never end. Now, if you, at some point for, you know, people who make over a certain amount of money, it, the, the it, they stop taking it from you during the year because they've taken everything they can. Right. It's, it's a, a little over $100,000. Yeah, it's yeah. maxed out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wouldn't be maxed out anymore. So it's just fifteen percent the whole year. Oh, cool! Uh, isn't that wonderful? And it would add an annual tax of up to six percent on accumulated wealth and require rich investors to pay capital gains taxes at the same rate as income tax. 
So that'd be another 39.6% on your capital gains, which is a double tax because you've already paid taxes <laughs> on the income. Right. But other than that, so if you if you take a billionaire with a $1,000 investment who earns a 6% return or 60 bucks, they receive a capital gain, dividend or interest. If all of Warren's taxes are implemented, he could owe 58.2% of that or $35 in federal tax. Plus, his entire investment would incur a 6% wealth tax. That's at least $60. Then the result is a tax as high as $95 on income of $60 for a combined tax rate of 158%. Now, is that too Is that high? fair? I, uh, That's fair, right? Because <laughs> it's funny. Yeah. We've tried many times to pin down the left on what the fair share number is. Yes, I don't think I've even ever heard them get to 158 before. I feel I like 158. <laughs> I think you're in safe, fair territory there. Yeah, that's Are, probably yeah. fair, right? Yeah. Everything you earn plus another half of what you earn <laughs> plus a little more. And I'm not sure where that comes from, but uh, well, I mean, you that's can, up to you, you to figure the, it out. Okay, A lot of this comes from uh, to her wealth tax, which is blatantly unconstitutional, uh, was discussed for a very long time. There's a reason why they needed the 16th Amendment to have an income tax in the first place and specifically did not allow for things like the wealth tax when it occurred. Uh, but whatever, we're just going to ignore the Constitution here right. for a second. Again, I'm Michael Bloomberg. I'm setting a fire to the Constitution, and I want to be your president. And Elizabeth Warren is certainly has already blazed that path. So, But when you start taking money that's already been earned and, mm-hmm. as you point out, already been taxed, then mm-hmm. it goes into investments and gets taxed again, and then it's sitting in your bank account, and then it gets taxed again. I mean, if you start taxing the same dollar this many times, you can get over 100%. Right. Yeah, because now you've taxed it three times. <laughs> At least. And when they spend it, you're taxing it again. That's right? un- unbelievable. It's incredible it's unbelievable. how much they will do. And if you die, they're going to tax it again. They're going to take half of what you've accumulated, and you've already paid taxes on all of that. I know. In some cases... Triple taxes on all of that. It's it's, it's hard crazy. to know Unbelievable. To whether it doesn't feel like to me as a person who's grown up here in the United States that something like this could be possible. That right. a person who's, who's advocating things like this and trying to vilify people for being successful in this country could possibly win the election. But we but shouldn't bl- brush it off. Yeah, I don't know. Especially when it gets to in a one on one thing. Anything can happen with the media behind uh, the right. other side. Uh, anything can happen. Right. It doesn't seem like, it, you know, you, you can get elected in Cuba maybe doing this. You can get elected in Venezuela doing this. I mean, with the help of, you know, maybe some some of the opposition people being murdered on the, along the way. But Here. she's among the leaders. Yeah, I know. It's hard to believe, but there it is. More patents too for Glenn coming up on the Glenn Beck Program. You're listening to Glenn Beck. If you've been thinking about home security, there is no better time to get it than right now. And this week, Simply Safe is offering the best deal they've made this year. You'll get 25% off of any new system plus a free HD security camera. It's the best home security, period. With Simply Safe, you're going to get everything you need to keep your home safe. You have the entry sensors, the motion sensors, a smart lock, video doorbells, security camera, plus 24-7 professional monitoring with police dispatch. That's three and a half times faster. 
home security that you can trust. If you've been waiting or on the fence about getting a security system, don't wait. Go to simplysafebeck.com. Get 25% off your system plus a free security camera. This is the best deal you'll find on home security. But you have to order before this Monday to get the exclusive offer. 25% off and a free HD security camera at simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. Glenn Beck, an oasis of sanity in the postmodern wilderness. Join the conversation. 888-727-BECK. Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. We were talking about Michael Bloomberg, some of his issues as he jumps into the presidential campaign. Uh, it's interesting because I, I don't know that these have been highly publicized, <laughs> but he's got some issues here. He does have some some Me Too issues, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's exactly Me Too issues. You know, when you say Me Too, and this is one of the problems with the whole term and hashtag and movement or any movement you name after a hashtag. Uh, one of the issues with it is it, it just encompasses so such a wide variety of behavior. Mm-hmm. It's like everything from I murdered 47 women to I once brushed into someone on the subway. It's all included in Me Too. Yes. It's like everything from like Jeffrey yeah. Dahmer's... I asked her out twice, right? and she said no both times. Right. That's, that's a Me Too violation. Or you actually ask someone out, they say yes, you have a consensual relationship... But I think because she earns $10,000 a year less than you, you have too much power, and mm-hmm. therefore it's a Me Too violation. <laughs> All the way up to uh, you know something they're making like true crime documentaries about on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Like, that entire range is Me Too. So this would be more on the low end of the Me Too movement. But let me give you a couple of these. Uh, Bloomberg, as I mentioned, and again, this is, gets a little salty if you happen to have kids in the car here on the uh, Thanksgiving vacation. Uh, Bloomberg reportedly saying to a journalist and the journalist friend, as he gazed at a woman at a holiday party, look at the ass on her. He denies that one, of course. There were two witnesses, which, I, you know, so it seems like he probably did. And there's a bunch of others he doesn't really deny. Um, B- Bloomberg, according to a top aide, see- seeing attractive women and reflexively remarking, uh, this isn't the exact words they use here, but nice boobs mm-hmm. is basically what he would say then bloomberg mm-hmm. mocking christine quinn the then speaker of the new york city council for going too long between her hair colorings <laughs> she said the couple of weeks before i need to get my hair colored quinn once said he'll say do you pay a lot to make your hair to be two colors because it's now three with the gray <laughs> no, that's... then um bloomberg mocking quinn again saying um because she fails to wear heels at public events I was at a parade with him once, and he said, what are those? They're comfortable, she said. And he said, I never want to hear those words out of your mouth again. (laughs) Bloomberg quoted by colleagues as saying, if women wanted to be appreciated for their brains, they'd go to the library instead of Bloomingdale's. Oh, no. And Bloomberg asked in a deposition, have you ever made a comment to the effect that you would like to, quote, do that piece of meat? Um, Bloomberg replied, I don't recall ever using the term meat. (laughs) Um, so if you kind of see this here 
Uh, I they're tend... not really strong denials, no, are they? There's not really a lot of strong denials, no. and I, this is a, apparently a very well known thing. You know, it's New York, so there's so a lot he of reporters. Says creepy things, yeah. And now I would say this is this more puts him in the category of being a, a jerk, yeah, than yeah. than, than a Harvey Weinstein or sexual harasser, right? It, it's not the same exact type of thing, but mm-hmm. it's something you'd think in the Democratic primary would not work, right? Right? Stop and frisk. He had in New York City. Uh, which, you know, arguably uh, did wind up uh, doing a lot in that mm-hmm. city. That was his policy. It was his policy, and he's now come out and apologized for it because uh-huh. you're not allowed to hold that policy in not the, the Democrat Party. No. Right? So that's gone. And then, you know, he, the other thing you hear in his ad, which I find to be fascinating, is he kind of just lists off all the amazing things he's done. Mm-hmm. And this is typical of politicians, right? I did this, I did that, I took on this, I took on that. But has he won any of the things he took on? Like, for example, he brings up coal and he brings up uh, the climate. Like, has the climate been solved because of his efforts? I, I, if it has, I, great. It's great news. No, but he took it on. He took it on. Yeah, he took it on. And he spent a bunch of his money mm-hmm. trying to get coal plants shut down. Now, of course, what happened was some coal plants have shut down uh, for multiple reasons. One, government regulation. Two, natural gas is, is, winds up being a better product. And people like it more, mm-hmm. so we're using that instead. We're using a different fossil fuel, but that's not because of Michael Bloomberg convincing anybody. Yeah, and th- and and another point, uh, Barack Obama took that on long before he became he became mayor. Well, yeah. no, well, not it was be- after yeah. he became mayor, yeah. but but he took it on on a national scale and said that they can build these power plants, but they're going to go bankrupt if they do because he was going to regulate them so hard. Yeah, that was part of his campaign, and and he shut down hundreds. Of coal-fired now, power plants. Bloomberg basically takes credit for this, uh, influencing government regulation to shut these things down. Again, that might play in the Democratic Party. Does that play to Americans where you're, you're using your money to, to manipulate government laws to take away people's businesses? Like, I sounds glorious, mm-hmm. I know. Uh, guns. Did he solve the gun violence problem? Because he keeps bragging about how much he's, he's stopped that. And it, mm-hmm. the problem is if... if Democrats have solved all these problems. They've got nothing to run on, right? Like if if they keep saying how bad the gun violence problem is at the same time bragging about taking it on. Well, what is your taking it on done? Nothing worse. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. if by your telling it's made it worse. And then I think people still drink soda. I don't know. I mean, (laughs) it seems relatively common. Yes. And they use salt and they use salt. And he tried to ban that. Couldn't get that done. So I just don't know where the he did close down is. a lot of streets in New York, if I remember correctly. He That's made right. them. He made them. Uh, he made traffic by vehicle forbidden mm-hmm. in certain areas, mm-hmm. which made getting around in New York more difficult, impossible. Which was great. It's already terrible. <laughs> it was yes, and he made it worse. And he's also this type of guy who <clears throat> will use his power for whatever he wants, right? Like, no, there's a lot of there's a lot of arguments to be made that he couldn't have done any of these things when he was mayor, but he did them anyway. Mm-hmm. And I think most fascinating is what are you going to hear if Donald Trump wins? Let's say Donald Trump. We go through 2020. Donald Trump wins. The day he's, uh, you know, it, it, this hits hits the left, and they realize it's it's, it's an actual thing. Number one, of course, what they're going to try to do is impeach him again over something. Um, and they're going to go down that road. But what they're going to start doing is warning you that this guy is going to stay an extra term. He's going to blow off the Constitution, mm-hmm. and he's going to wind up going for an extra term. He's going to be a guy who, who's going to be there for three or four or five terms. Who knows how long? Now, of course, you can go back and say, well, wasn't it your guy 
who was there for 500 terms and is the reason we have the constitutional amendment that limits it to two. I don't know if you remember, this was FDR. It wasn't some you know big Republican, a mm-hmm. big conservative. But beyond that, um, Bloomberg did that in New York. He oh, had yeah. his lim- two-term limited there and led a campaign to get himself elected to change the Constitution to allow him to be elected for a third term, which actually worked, and he was successful. The, one of the reasons it worked it was because it was in the middle of the uh, financial crisis, and people were like, well, we don't want to change, and, and he, he knows a lot about money, I think, so keep him there. But he actually got a third term. Mm-hmm. Uh, how, the, how is the left going to make that argument, which they will make, by the way, if Trump wins? Yeah, they will. If they nominate Michael Bloomberg, who is the, you know, he's, he's the trailblazer on this particular thing. The Bloomberg thing isn't going to happen, right? It's not, he's not going to win. He honestly would probably have a better chance if he ran as an independent, right? Out of this primary process, mm-hmm. jumped in on his own, wait to see, you know, because he keeps saying he doesn't want Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren. They're too socialist. Well, if one of those those guys wins, then you jump in and maybe, you know, you, you run as an independent. That would probably be a more realistic path for him to make a dent here. He's not going to win in this field. And they don't want him. Nobody wants mm. Michael Bloomberg. Nobody wants him. That's why they don't I was, want him some money. I was so surprised to see him actually get into this because who was clamoring for this? Nobody. No. Nobody was. Nobody said, you know, we've got really crappy. Well, they're saying that they've got bad choices, but nobody has said, hey, and I sure wish that great option Michael Bloomberg would jump in here to give us a better choice. Nobody wants that. Yeah. I mean, they want. They might want Michelle Obama or mm-hmm. or Hillary even. Uh, but mm. they don't want Michael Bloomberg. They I don't, don't think want they even either. want Hillary. No. Michelle Obama, they would love to have. They would love that. Or o- Oprah. Maybe. Yeah, something like that. Some, yes. Yeah. It, uh, it's funny, mm. too. One other part of this, which is interesting, I think, is the Billionaire Club's a pretty exclusive club. What's there? You know, a few hundred of them, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And they all sort of compete with each other. And for a very long time, Donald Trump was seen as this sort of like low-level billionaire to these other billionaires, right? Like, uh, this is, you know, they, they, it used to be explained as uh, Donald Trump is is a rich person for poor people, right? Like, poor people see Donald Trump as the ultimate rich person, but rich people don't see Donald Trump as, as the ultimate rich pe- person. They see him as, like, you know, like like a more like almost like a consumer facing object right as opposed to some well done research if you think of it like mm-hmm. it's like he's like an advertising guy he's a guy who's like making money off of his name he's on tv all the time where the people like bloomberg are serious and they've created real businesses and they've mm-hmm. created real value and they're doing real dude he's just like a he's a sideshow he's a cartoon and that was the way trump was seen within that community for years and years and of course it bothered i think donald trump i mean there's a lot of reporting that it did However, I mean, it's hard for him. I mean, the guy is the president of the United States now. So mm-hmm. he's won here, right? Like, he's no longer, you can't criticize him in that way anymore. And I think a lot of these, remember, there's two billionaires running in the Democratic primary right now. Tom Steyer is also running and trying to do mm-hmm. a very similar thing to limited success, but some uh, in, the, in, the, in the early states. And Bloomberg is now trying this. There's this thing, I think, there's this competition among billionaires. Where they see what Trump has accomplished if Trump can do that, of course I can do it. I'm much better. I'm much smarter. I'm, uh, I have more money than he does. Yep. And there's this weird competition that goes on there for, uh, it's not even about money. It's about pride. It's about accomplishment. And Bloomberg, I think, that is where he sees himself in this, in this race. Steyer is a real ideologue. 
Steyer is a big time, like he's Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders level ideologue that happens to have a lot of money. Yeah. Which is why I, I could, you could see a situation where, and she's not going to win, but like a Kamala Harris wins the presidency and you put someone like Tom Steyer as your VP. Because again, then Steyer can spend all of his money on the campaign. Mm-hmm. Whether you like, and he's, he's aligned quite well with the Democrats. Bloomberg isn't though. There's no, there's no ticket. I mean, maybe he would fit on a Joe Biden ticket or something. I don't think he would take a VP slot, but still, like, there's a there's a situation where there is not a lot of thirst for a guy who's going to brag he used to be a Republican in this field. Right, that's not a thing that people no. want. Yeah, right. And I think, um, I, I think you're right about the about the uh, his fellow billionaires who are looking at Trump and thinking they can do the same thing. Oh yeah. And I think Mark Cuban's another one. I think Mark Cuban <laughs> would love to jump into this race somewhere oh, oh, because yeah. it eats him alive that Trump is the president of the United States and he's not. Yeah, I think he sees himself as a better version, right? Of, Definitely of Trump's. Yes. You know, and because yes. because there are different profiles. Well, I'm on TV guys. too. Yeah, I'm a billionaire too. I could do this better than Trump could. I'm way smarter than him. I've dealt with him before. I'm smarter than him. I'm uh-huh. better. Than, I, they all look they all when you're a billionaire. That. Of course, you kind of feel this way, right? Mm-hmm. Of course you do. You've accomplished a lot. You've built something that no one else can do. You're in the you know very top echelons of society. People do things for you all the time. Mm-hmm. You basically win all the time. You're used to it. And then you see this guy who you've thought your entire life is is this kind of pathetic entry into your little club. The guy, it's <laughs> like the guy in you know uh, Rodney Dangerfield in Caddyshack. Right. Like that's Trump to these guys. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, they're all around there having their nice little golf tournaments. And this guy's building condos next door. And he's got (laughs) like the last he's got a stereo on his golf bag that he's blasting, you know, and and he's (laughs) making all sorts of rude comments. And everyone's like, oh, I can't believe him. Take that. Oh, you know, (laughs) did you get a free bowl of soup with that hat? You know, I mean, like it's that Mm -hmm. point where they see him as this invader into their cool thing. And then, like, it's time to wait. Well, we can beat him. Why don't we just step in? I've got way more money. I can spend whatever I want. I'll come in here and I'll crush this guy. He sucks. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the mm-hmm. way they think about it. And they're going to find out that this little summary of the American people, which is so, so progressively typical, is to say that, because you ask anybody who brings up the point, hey, um, you know, I, I just don't want money taking over politics. I don't want anyone. I I don't want to. You can go buy an election. He's going to go try to buy an election. That shouldn't be allowed. Ask any person who says that one question. Would you ever be won over by ads? If they ran like a thousand ads on your, t- let's just say they targeted only you with all their money. And every day, all you did was wake up and there's billboards in front of your house with Michael Bloomberg's face. And every TV commercial is Michael Bloomberg telling you all the things that you want to hear. Would you be won over by it? And what they will tell you every single time is, of course not. I'm not going to be won over by political ads. What they're mm-hmm. saying implicitly there is everyone else is lesser than me. I can do it. I can resist the ads. I can think for myself. But everyone but else can. is going to be fooled. Yeah. And I can't allow other people to be fooled because their personal decision-making process isn't one that I approve of. It's so it's so pathetic. Arrogant. It's so arrogant and so elitist and so condescending. Mm-hmm. And it's all built into that little phrase. And we're about to prove it wrong. It's not true that you can buy an election. It doesn't happen in this country. It's not true. Uh, and, you know, this has been a thing where you want to say the Koch brothers, they want to bring up their little boogeyman on the right all the time that are supposedly buying elections. Well, who's got, like, multiple billionaires in their field trying to do it? Not to mention multiple millionaires. I mean, Elizabeth right. Warren's got a lot of money, too. Andrew Yang's not not uh, not poor. 
Plus the unions who spend about three to four times what the Koch brothers do on elections. Yes. 888-727-BECK. You're listening to Glenn Beck. If you've been thinking about home security, there is no better time to get it than right now. And this week, Simply Safe is offering the best deal they've made this year. You'll get 25% off of any new system plus a free HD security camera. It's the best home security, period. With Simply Safe, you're going to get everything you need to keep your home safe. You have the entry sensors, the motion sensors, a smart lock, video doorbells, security camera, plus 24-7 professional monitoring with police dispatch. That's three and a half times faster home security that you can trust. If you've been waiting or on the fence about getting a security system, don't wait. Go to simplysafebeck.com. Get 25% off your system plus a free security camera. This is the best deal you'll find on home security. But you have to order before this Monday to get the exclusive offer. 25% off and a free HD security camera at simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. That's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. Uh, coming up, we're going to talk about this uh, uh, Navy situation with the Navy SEAL. And uh, President Trump has been uh, pardoning people, uh, blocking their their trident being taken away as, as a SEAL. You know, they got the trident thing that mm-hmm. makes you a SEAL. And and the, I guess the Navy was going to have a, have a hearing as to whether or not he got to keep that. The guy that was... Uh, he was accused of war crimes, but not convicted of them. Correct. And so that is a big controversy. The Secretary of the Navy uh, basically fired uh, overnight, um, which is a, you know, a big situation in, yeah. our, in, our, in our country. But I don't think the yeah. press understands it at all. You can hear by the way they're handling it. They have no idea how this plays to the American people. We'll get into that coming up on the Glenn Beck Program. That is good. You're listening to Glenn Beck. The Kaepernick thing I could do. Oh, good gosh. I, I just, could talk for that. I could talk about that f- for the whole show. Just the Kunta Kinte shirt is enough to spark a lot of discussion. Really? Yeah. Well, maybe mm-hmm. we should get into that. Maybe we should. Out. Yeah. We also have the the Navy situation that kind of broke seconds. overnight. and it, mm-hmm. it is a bizarre thing. These things... It's it's an interesting like experiment, thought experiment, to look back at the Trump administration and think of it as... Like, if it was a run-of-the-mill sort of, like, uh, uh, administration, how big these stories would be. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I think we easily could have gone this entire day not even talking about that. Like, and been fine. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Where I think it happens in another administration, it's a huge story for weeks and weeks. Definitely. Here, it's like, eh, you know, whatever. <laughs> what happened? I don't even know. <laughs> a, we really have, uh, we've become immune to the big story these days. Yeah, we have. All right, more in a second.
fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Today featuring Pat and Stu. Uh, great to have you with us. 888-727-BECK. Uh, the, the Navy. Um, some interesting things going on with the Secretary of the Navy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He's kind of big. Now. Kind of big. Now, uh, the very unfortunately named Richard Spencer, which is not the name you want in 2019. <laughs> Richard Spencer, the white supremacist, has sort of screwed you over on that one if your name's Richard yeah. Spencer. Yeah. Like, I've been Richard Spencer for a very long time, and now all of a sudden it sucks. I will give you a good example of this, actually. Uh, let's just say your name happened to be Lisa Page. <laughs> That's where I thought you were going <laughs> to uh, go with that. Which uh-huh. I happen to be married to a person who happens to have the name Lisa Page. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, this is not the Lisa Page who is in the middle of the uh, Trump <laughs> impeachment stuff or the, mm-hmm. the, the the Mueller report. Like, you'll see, you know, it was Page and Strzok, right? I, I yep. get all these names confused. Yep. Who were texting back and forth about how bad Donald Trump was. They needed an insurance policy uh, to take him down. Like, And they were having an affair. They were having an affair. All that going on. I hope it wasn't the same Lisa Page. Jeez, I haven't really <laughs> thought of it that way. Uh, but her name, my wife's name and Lisa Page, is now, you know, they're the same name. They're spelled differently. Mm-hmm. But whenever you say Lisa Page, people don't don't think about, you know, this you know, pop culture radio host. They're thinking about this person who's been texting uh, these terrible things about the president. Mm-hmm. I told her at one point, I'm like, you know what? The truth is, like, this thing blows up big enough. You're going to have to change your name. You're going to have to. Because, <laughs> like, what mm-hmm. if her name was, like, Monica Lewinsky, right? Like, and she just went through her whole life as Monica Lewinsky. And then one day, Monica Lewinsky happens. You can't keep your name Monica Lewinsky. You almost have to change it. Yeah. I think pretty much you do. If your name's like Dave Duke, it probably was like... Uh, Adolf what? Hitler? <laughs> you don't want to be Adolf Hitler no. in this day and age? Yeah, you just can't. It just doesn't... It's not helpful. No, it's not. So Richard Spencer, who was the Navy secretary, he uh, he had a... There was a big blow-up, and we probably have to walk back a few uh, paces here to explain what happened, but there was a Navy SEAL who was accused of war crimes within the war on ISIS. And the accusation was basically he was killing prisoners in custody, and that was a violation of all of our you know, standards when it comes to, you get a, you get a even in war, you get a, uh, there are standards there, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so you're not supposed to just like kill people for no reason when they're captured. Now, of course, uh, Gallagher denied doing this. They went through a trial and he was acquitted. He was he you know he didn't do it at least legally and mm-hmm. and he didn't, has denied the entire time that he did this. It gets a little more complicated after that because the he did pose with the body of ISIS prisoners. Yeah, and we've seen the evidence of that. So yeah. there's kind of no denying that. Right. And you're not supposed to do that. Right. Now, that's not something you're going to necessarily go to prison for, but it was something that the military said, you know what, we're knocking you down rank. We're not going to be, you're not going to have the rank that you used to have because we think this is not the, the behavior. Not becoming of a Navy SEAL. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Now, usually what happens is the military deals with that stuff. You can say it's right or wrong, and that's the end of it. What happened here was Trump jumped in and said, look, no, we're restoring his rank. Uh, he didn't do anything wrong. Stop treating our soldiers badly when they come back from uh, from being overseas and fighting for us. So this happened, uh, and he re- had his rank restored, which you know uh, ruffled some feathers <laughs> within the military sort mm-hmm. of uh, structure. 
And then after that, they said, well, we're going to have this sort of board of his peers to decide whether he gets to remain a Navy SEAL and keep his trident. Uh, they're like, oh, well, the, I guess this is something. And, I, you know, you, you look at me and you say, that, guy, that guy's got to be a Navy SEAL. And it's not true. I'm actually not a Navy SEAL. A lot of people think that. A lot of people look at me and just say, oh, my gosh, he just looks like it. You know, really good shape. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, just looks like a guy who'd be a hero. A lot of people think that about me, and that's not actually true, technically. Really? Yeah, yeah that surprises me. Re- yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you're, huh. yeah, a lot. Of, it happens to yeah. so many. Huh. Uh, and and look, I want to make sure that I don't want to steal any valor here. Okay. I did not serve in that capacity. Thank you for clearing that up. Uh, you're, no, it's okay. It's okay. So uh, I don't know all the ins and outs, but basically, there's a panel that says of his peers that say, "Look, we don't think." Oh, they're Navy SEALs saying, like, look, no, you, you screwed up here, and we're going we're gonna to knock you down. That yeah. hadn't happened yet, but it was going to happen. Trump stepped in again and said, no, we're not going to let that happen. That's not happening. Then there was a big disagreement between the Secretary of the Navy and the Secretary of Defense, and the Secretary of Defense won, and now the Navy Secretary has, has been basically fired publicly. He fired back in a very uh, harshly worded letter, as all. Um, I mean, you want to talk about military drama. It always comes in the form of a harshly worded letter and basically said, look, this is the president is jumping into the middle of, of uh, how we keep people uh, accountable in the military. And you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, he can do that. <laughs> he very clearly can do it. Commander in chief. Yeah. Kind of kind of means something. Like, it means there, you can do that. Yeah. There's a role actually. there for you. in yeah. this. Uh-huh. Uh, but he didn't like it. And he stepped down and fine, whatever. Uh, but this is being blown up as yet another massive controversy, yet another game changer, yet another day where the walls are closing in on the Trump administration. Yet mm-hmm. again, another major thing that we're all supposed to be fired up and worried about. And the media is trying to make it into this big story. And look, it's a big story because, uh, you know, it affects uh, you know the most important, you know, uh, group of people probably in our all of our lives, the military. But beyond that, I think the the press thinks this is something that's going to hurt Trump. No way. Or they wouldn't be talking about it. Not with the American people. I think you're totally right on that. I think you're totally right on that. The American people look at this and say, this is exactly what we want Trump for. Yes. A, a person who's going to look at all the nonsense. Wait a minute. What was he? He, was, he took a picture with a guy trying to kill him? It's like the naked pyramid thing. Yeah. And they want someone who's going to step up and say, screw you. Screw yep. all your little bu- mm-hmm. bureaucracy. All, 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 you want to come back and, and punish a guy who's over there uh, defending us against terrorists because yeah. he took a photo? Nope. No. Get out of my way. And the people are going to ag- agree with that every time. Yeah. Uh, you're going to get 80, 90% of Americans on board with that, I think. I think so, too. I, I think this helps them a lot. I yeah. mean, standing up for not only uh, someone in our military— but also someone in our military who's being uh, targeted for negative consequences. And you can stand up and just knock all the crap out of the way and say, you know what? This guy, maybe he made a mistake here or there. I don't know. But the bottom line is what he was doing is good for this country, and we need people like that. And if we start treating him like uh, people who can come back and constantly be punished for that fighting, we're going to lose them. People aren't going to want to sign up. And it smacks of Vietnam all over again, yeah. treating treating those soldiers the way we treated them when they came back. And nobody wants that. 888-727-BECK. Uh, more Pat and Stu for Glenn coming up. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Health concerns are a sad part of life. I mean, it seems like there's always something that either hurts or bothers us health-wise, right? 
Well, if that's you, you really need to see what CBD products can do for your health. CBD may offer many of the health benefits of marijuana, but without the high. So it's 100% legal and requires no prescription from cbdistillery.com. The health testimonials are impressive, like this customer who wrote, I highly recommend CBD to everyone. It's done a complete turnaround for me. Another customer wrote, CBD made a big difference in my health. Look, if you haven't tried CBD for that health concern, you should. But where you get CBD products is crucial. With independent lab tests and nearly a quarter million customers, you can trust cbdistillery.com. See what CBD can do for your health. Go to cbdistillery.com and enter relief for 20% off. Again, enter relief for 20% off at cbdistillery.com. cbdistillery.com. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, 888-727-BECK. Have you, you have Disney Plus, right? I do. Yes. I have not actually watched it yet, but I do have it. Oh, you haven't even watched it yet? Not really, no. What was it like? uh, I haven't seen the number since, but day one, there were 10 million new subscribers. Day one, 10 million. Been a nice year for Disney. Good year. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good, that's a decent number for the first day. And now we're what, two weeks Beyond that, I'm sure they're at 12, 15. Who knows? I haven't seen the numbers. Um, but uh, I signed up because of The Mandalorian. Yeah, me, me too. That's why you signed I up. I actually, when I heard the idea of Disney Plus, I was like, oh, come on. I'm like, sign up that stupid thing. They're too. like, we've me got too. a Star Wars series. We're not going to tell you anything about it. Okay, I'm in. Yep. I'm in. Yep. Mandalorian. I don't even know what a Mandalorian is, I but don't. I'm in. I still if don't it's, know. You know, it's amazing how much goodwill was banked by those first three movies. <laughs> because since those first three movies, yeah. they've released eight more between the main series and the two spinoffs. Yeah. Or seven. Is it seven or is it eight? I don't know. Seven or eight new movies. Mm-hmm. I've liked none of them. <laughs> <laughs> really? Not a single one of them do oh, I like. Okay. And yet, mm-hmm. I buy Disney Plus for The Mandalorian and I'm looking forward to it with a great deal of anticipation to the new movie coming out in December. I already bought my I mean, tickets. It's just, that's yeah. how much. That's how much. That's how much goodwill they banked for me with those first three movies. It's amazing. And I would it's make an, a very strong and defensible argument that really the first three were really the first two. The first two movies. I know you don't like Return of the Return Jedi. Of the Jedi is, I like the Return is of the just Jedi. fine. You can go to hug an Ewok if you want to watch Return of the Jedi. <laughs> I, I would say that I like some of the it other movies. It was the beginning of the stupid Star Wars characters that have to be in every movie. Though. Right. Yes, that was that was definitely that. that. It, you know, oh, the Ewoks never got any love. There's not. Is there going to be an Ewok in part nine? Like, there's just like one Ewok on a so. ship somewhere walking by. They didn't get any love. I think Lucas realized his mistakes. With, <laughs> oh, yeah, and then he went right Ewoks, to Jar Jar after Jar, that. After Jar Jar, then he thought, okay, maybe that's the end of that. Yeah. Uh, but you're right. It is, it is amazing. I guess it's just because of this... It's a it's a retro thing. It makes you feel like the, mm-hmm. you know the old days. I was talking to somebody who's uh, younger than me the other day, and he's like, "I just remember those first three movies." And I'm like, "I know, it was incredible." And he, he was actually talking about the prequels. I'm oh like, wow! You're, wait, really? You're, you're talking? You're saying the prequels have a? Uh, oh, I would I would wow. hate everything about Star Wars if that's the way I started. <laughs> yes, but that yes. you know, I, there's still something you know great about those movies. Even like I I have there's an excitement. Uh, I don't know, a, a sense of wonder every time. Yeah. And I don't know how he... Even with the bad ones, he kind of captured that, I think. 
Maybe it's the music. Maybe it's John Williams that should get all the credit for Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I think you're probably right. Because I noticed one. in The Mandalorian, I'm pretty sure John Williams didn't do this music, and it's not quite the same. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was okay with it, the first one. The second one, I was like, eh, okay, I don't know that I like this. And then the third one kind of brought it back around to me. I, I got reinterested after the third episode. Okay, so you do so like it overall? I, I do like it overall. Okay, I, so I, yeah. I, I'm going to watch it at some point, but I mean, I, we, uh, I did not have to attend the screening of Frozen 2 this weekend with my daughter. Uh, but she was very excited about it. And so apparently were a lot of other people. It set a record for the most money ever on a, in a weekend for an animated movie. And so far this year, I mean, think of what a year this is for Disney. Disney Plus launches with all this stuff going on. Mm-hmm. Lots of money there. They have now, uh, it looks like six movies that are earning, that are going to earn a billion dollars worldwide this year wow now that is wow that includes the marvel stuff right yeah so you've got avengers endgame Mm -hmm. you've got lion king okay you've got toy story 4 wow captain marvel which everyone kind of said sucked i think but it's still going to make a billion it still made over a billion dollars and aladdin with will smith which wasn't that good it still made over a billion dollars worldwide we're wow. gonna get Frozen Two is definitely going to do it. And Frozen Two is already inc- at 127 million in one weekend. One weekend, and that's here. just here. Yeah. And then we're not even talking mm-hmm. about the last Star Wars right. of the main nine movies that we were promised all those years ago, mm-hmm. which is obviously also going to earn a billion dollars worldwide. So they're gonna wind up with eight movies, eight movies. Wow. In one year. That are going to earn a billion dollars. And that doesn't include the Spider-Man thing, which is in that weird, like, kind of, you know, I don't know exactly. I think it's distributed by Sony, but it's sort of part of the Marvel thing and or whatever. I, I can't understand mm. all that crap. But but mm-hmm. the bottom line is they're they're doing pretty well. well yeah. Uh, yeah. Plus, they own everything. Everything. ABC, ESPN, ESPN. They bought Fox. Fox Entertainment, not Fox the News. News. Uh, they own they own Marvel and Pixar and National Geographic and Discovery. I think is part of their deal too, but they don't have that on Disney Plus. But I mean, what an amazing empire that's become! And I've been watching this uh, series on Disney Plus called uh, I think it, Imagineers, Disney Imagineers yeah. or Ma- Imagineering or something. Mm-hmm. It tells the story of of Walt back in the in the fifties, and it takes him all all the way through the nineties and two thousands. And uh, his vision for for Disney and what they went through along the way to try to get to where they were, because they were actually a much, much smaller company when he started doing theme parks in the 50s. Disney wasn't the behemoth that it is now. And so it was really tough for them. And they fell on some pretty hard financial times. And there were some uh, times in there where Roy Disney was like, Walt, you're going to you're going to bring this company into bankruptcy. He's like, nope, I'm doing it. And he just kept going. And his vision was amazing. But, I mean, it's interesting to see Disney then and what Disney is now when they own everything and they get, they've get they got six or eight movies that are going to be at a billion dollars each. I mean, it's amazing. It's an amazing process. It is. I, we went to Disneyland with the kids a few mm-hmm. weeks ago. And it's, it's it, like it, the, the first thing you notice is there's just not one piece of trash anywhere. It's as if yeah. people are not the slobs we know they are. Yeah. Right. Like all of a sudden, 
all these people are walking around not dropping uh, napkins and they're not dropping wrappers. And of course, they are. It's mm-hmm. just that there's people walking Sucking around them up. constantly <laughs> cleaning <laughs> them up. It's, it's fascinating. It it's is. Like, we, were, we were getting to the point where we were just dropping stuff on the floor and just like hide behind a bush <laughs> to see how long it took for someone to pick it up. <laughs> it really is crazy. But like, It's amazing. It's amazing what people will do. There, yeah. There's tens of thousands of people in, people in this park every day that we were there walking 20 30,000 steps as we you know you might know uh, your step count mm-hmm. these days because of our stupid phones and uh you know people look at that as a vacation I mean, everything you buy is six times the amount that we know it costs yeah and and just getting into the park with the tickets and in, initially is sky high yeah I said to, to my wife, that was not a vacation. That was a, a charitable donation to our children. <laughs> <laughs> we should get that thing deducted. Because <laughs> that's it's, it's yeah, really like it's it was just an excuse for me to walk a lot. Mm. And I don't like walking. <laughs> I'm very against it. Luckily, a lot of the times you're walking to a fried food stand. Oh, yeah. Which okay. does that make it feel it better. better. Yeah. yeah. 888-727-BECK. If you've been thinking about home security, there is no better time to get it than right now. And this week, Simply Safe is offering the best deal they've made this year. You'll get 25% off of any new system plus a free HD security camera. It's the best home security, period. With Simply Safe, you're going to get everything you need to keep your home safe. You have the entry sensors, the motion sensors, a smart lock, video doorbells, security camera, plus 24-7 professional monitoring with police dispatch. That's three and a half times faster home security that you can trust. If you've been waiting or on the fence about getting a security system, don't wait. Go to simplysafebeck.com. Get 25% off your system plus a free security camera. This is the best deal you'll find on home security. But you have to order before this Monday to get the exclusive offer. 25% off and a free HD security camera at simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn. Uh, did you happen to see? I mean, there's no there's no venue we can enjoy without getting some sort of political nonsense smacked in our face. And I, I'm I'm really tired of it. Whether it's the NFL and the kneeling thing and the Colin Kaepernick thing, even into college football now at the Harvard Yale game over the weekend. This is one of the big big rivalries. It's the I think it's the oldest continual rivalry, at least one of them. It's been going on for 136 years. Mm. So they're in the middle of this rivalry. They're about to come out for halftime. And onto the field rush a whole bunch of protesters. Here's a, a look at what happened if you're watching on Blaze TV. It's essentially, running, yeah, it's running, a, running into the center of the field. And then they do a sit-in over climate change. Now, I don't know, hundreds, maybe a few thousand people ended up out there. And they stayed on the field for an hour. An hour. And then finally, some of them, most of them walked off. But 42 <laughs> of them were left. And police had to arrest them. And, uh, I, I mean, you can't go to a Yale-Harvard game without it being interrupted. And now Yale Bowl doesn't have any lights. So they're playing in virtual darkness by the end of the game because it was delayed an hour by these idiots. Mm. Over climate change, take your thing elsewhere, would you please? I, 
And it sort of shows how dumb climate protesters are because no one cares if the Harvard-Yale game happens or not. Okay, I got news <laughs> for you. You want to go to an Alabama game, you go to LSU game, people are going to get really pissed about it. Here they're like, mm-hmm. eh. I mean, this is a good excuse to just go home. Right. We don't have to stay. Right. It's cold. Yeah. You know, let's just get out of here. Because it's a nice tradition. I used to live in Connecticut, obviously, Mm -hmm. so did you. Mm -hmm. Uh, And, uh, you know, the Yale Bowl is like, it's a very well-known thing. And it's like the Harvard-Yale game's a big deal. Well, it used to be. At one time, it was... traditional sense. In 1872, it was a really (laughs) big game. It was huge. If they they disrupted that game in 1872, I'd be pissed. People would be pissed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This... Because that's for the national championship, probably. Probably. Because there was only two colleges. Okay. (laughs) Here... Them and Rutgers. Right. There were about three. Yeah, three. Now, no one cares. I mean, you just, uh-huh. like the the Ivy League football thing is just not a big enough deal for anyone to care. That's, that's true. That is a typical uh, horrible move by climate <laughs> protesters. And it's like climate protesters are strange. It's somewhat unique in the way that they protest mm-hmm. things and they try to stop people from enjoying life. Like to make, a, and do you think you're going to win people to your cause yeah, when you're doing that? That's what I mean. It's so no. weird. Like, I, you know, they'll go and they'll like block a street so right. people can't get to work. And you're like, oh, that's well, so irritating. Or they'll be like, hey, you know, we need to ban big screen televisions. And you're like, big screen of all the things <laughs> like go yell at the, 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 the coal plant with the smokestacks. Like people might be on your side there. Mm-hmm. They also want to watch the Mandalorian on their big screen TV. Right. Don't target big screen TVs. That's a terrible idea. Dumb move. Dumb move, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, or they'll just block, like, oh, I have to go pick up my daughter at school, but I can't because of climate protesters. I mean, that is not a good way to go. You're not winning friends and influencing people, no question. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. You're listening to Glenn Beck. If you've been thinking about home security, there is no better time to get it than right now. And this week, Simply Safe is offering the best deal they've made this year. You'll get 25% off of any new system plus a free HD security camera. It's the best home security, period. With Simply Safe, you're going to get everything you need to keep your home safe. You have the entry sensors, the motion sensors, a smart lock, video doorbells, security camera, plus 24-7 professional monitoring with police dispatch. That's three and a half times faster home security that you can trust. If you've been waiting or on the fence about getting a security system, don't wait. Go to simplysafebeck.com. Get 25% off your system plus a free security camera. This is the best deal you'll find on home security, but you have to order before this Monday to get the exclusive offer. 25% off and a free HD security camera at simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. Socialism is a disease. We've got the cure. Inoculate yourself with a daily dose of Glenn at glennbeck.com or wherever podcasts are found. It's Pat and Stu in for Glenn, who's on vacation this week. Triple eight seven twenty seven Beck is our number. Might I recommend, as you approach the holiday season, you subscribe to BlazeTV.com. If you go to BlazeTV.com, you can uh, subscribe and get all sorts of shows. Not only uh, the Glenn Beck program, radio and TV versions of it. Something called Pat Gray Unleashed? I don't know what that is exactly, but it sounds, it sounds fantastic. fantastic. It does sound really, really good. <laughs> oh, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Great shows uh, from all over the conservative uh, spectrum, including mm-hmm. Louder with Crowder with Stephen Crowder. 
Uh, now, uh, Stephen joins us now, and I'm I'm interested in the decision making process that <laughs> that led here, which is here we are, Stephen, going into a weekend. You're going to be around your family, Thanksgiving yeah. table, mm-hmm. everyone getting together, warm warm thoughts and memories, and you've picked today. <laughs> For a special entitled Epstein Didn't Kill Himself. <laughs> it's a perfect yeah. time. It's a perfect time of year yeah. for that. Well, thank you for having me. I mean, keep in mind that I did uh, my, my, three years ago, my very first Christmas special was live waterboarding. Right? <laughs> nice. Okay. All right. Okay. So, uh, no, today is, is, for people who don't know, it's actually um, really more on par with, a, with sort of an evil Knievel, Robbie Knievel stunt, complete with uh, Patriot attire and a, and a jumpsuit. I will be, we have created an exact to scale replica of Jeffrey Epstein's cell. So this will be tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern. People can watch in the blaze wow. or youtube.com slash Stephen Crowder. And we have Newton scales, both at the point of compression around the neck and on the actual <laughs> hanging device itself. And I am going to attempt huh. to uh, kill myself the way Jeffrey Epstein did. Now, that being said, I will have a neck brace, but I am so confident that some of the numbers we have been given by the media, for example, the highway bone, they say, well, it's easy. It would only take 30 minutes, uh, 30 newtons, sorry, to break it. I will do that with no neck protection. You will watch me wow. live on air attempt to break my hyoid with the amount of force they recommended, and then uh, as well as trying to get to the 1,200 pounds of force number, which is what they use to administer death by hanging. Um, which still only results in one in 20 uh, examples of uh, the kind of fractures we saw with Epstein. So a lot of research wow. has gone into this. We've had an engineer on staff. And, uh, yeah, right before Thanksgiving, I'm going to try and uh, <laughs> hang myself in an accurate-to-scale uh, replica cell of Jeffrey Epstein. So now, the whole family. now unlike, <laughs> unlike the actual incident, incident with, uh, with Epstein, will yeah. your cameras work? Will we be <laughs> able to will we see this happen? I, I appreciate your concern, and it's a legitimate <laughs> question. We do have uh, several security guards on Clinton Watch as well. <laughs> Good. Entrances and exits. Because, you know, the last thing I want is to be conducting a scientific experiment, and Rodham comes back and hits me in the back of the head with a mallet like Gallagher. <laughs> so we're going to make sure that uh, it's a controlled experiment. We have multiple cameras, so hopefully nothing will glitch out. If it does... And, uh, you know, I, I cease to be, I begin assuming room temperature. I, I, I do allow everyone permission to suspect foul play. Wow. So is there, now how do you feel, Stephen, if something terrible does happen tonight? How do you feel about us exploiting it for ratings? Uh, I would be disappointed if you didn't, frankly. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, am, I mean, come on, I am hanging myself right. for, uh, I mean, really, this is to show the viewer. This is, here's the thing, I don't know. I really don't know. And I did a lot of training, a lot of neck-specific training and a diet of nothing but uh, oyster crackers and, uh, and mushrooms. So I've been taking this diligently, you know, I've been tr- treating it diligently for the last few months. Um, this is to show the audience that, listen, maybe it's possible, maybe it's not. Uh, but anyone, anyone who's been skeptical has been labeled a conspiracy theorist. We're mm-hmm. borderline not allowed on YouTube. I am so confident that the story we have been given is false that I will be performing half of these stunts without any protection. Then I will put on protection when I get to what the actual numbers are required, you know, to actually hang yourself. Listen, no one is saying that Jeffrey Epstein couldn't have strangled himself. Uh, what we are saying is this idea that he fractured three bones. We have calculated the force that is required in the exact cell. Because keep in mind, he, he kneeled himself to breaking three bones in his neck, right? Yeah. The, the reports, he didn't jump from the top of the bed. And also, when it's an eight-by-eight eight cell, keep in mind, too, that the, the torque on that cord, right, there's sheer force and torque depending on the angle. It's not like he could drop down that far. 
Because if his feet were completely up against the bed and he's pushing against the bed, he still can't go beyond a gap of about four and a half, five feet between the bed and the bars, which would support his weight because his face would go straight to the bars. So the more that we've been building this set out and conducting some pre-experiments, uh, I don't want to say that Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself, but uh, I'm more convinced than ever that, uh, that Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really interesting because I, I, I think we're in the same place on this, Stephen, in that like I keep looking at this story and thinking when i think logically common sense wise over and over again i keep coming back to the fact that jeffrey epstein didn't kill himself um but on the other hand it's like well there's not really evidence like the the, of of there's nothing concrete now you may create some concrete evidence here tonight but i mean like the medical examiner saying that this is this is possible this is uh what happened there are explanations you know like maybe the 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 guards may not have been checking any night. They may just be completely lazy guards that realized they could sleep through that shift whenever they felt like it and nothing was going to happen. There are other competing right, yeah, explanations. I don't, I don't buy it. I'm, I'm sorry, but like you're a logical guy and I'm a logical guy. The most notorious pedophile in the world with the most, uh, you know, the most in-depth, intimate relationships with some of the most powerful people, mm-hmm. I find it hard to believe that nobody was checking. And by the way, we will also have a live timer uh, with even Brendan, my youngest producer here. He will be... Uh, forced to create the rope of bed sheets without any sharp utilities or even edges. So he will be locked in a room, and we will time how long it takes to tie a rope of bed sheets that could adequately hang someone. Because keep in mind, he did that. So it's not like mm-hmm. the camera slips out for a few seconds. My guess is it'll take between 10 minutes to half an hour. If it takes five minutes, uh, unless the cameras were off the entire time, I mean, you're going to notice a guy. He doesn't even have a Swiss Army knife. They've basically nerfed his whole room. And he ties together a rope from bed sheets. And keep in mind the experiment that we're conducting, right? We conducted some pre-experiments here using cables, the bungee cords. That's a much more direct force on the neck and the trachea and the hyoid. And, and I understand what you're saying. Our medical examiners have said it's possible. But that's why we're trying to examine this in a real-world scenario. For example, um, the hyoid bone is something people focus on. Well, it couldn't be less relevant because the hyoid bone is the easiest bone to break of the three fractures that Jeffrey Epstein sustained. So they say, well, the hyoid only takes 30 pounds of force, or sorry, 30 newtons. Well, that's in a vice grip where they take someone, you know, someone's hyoid bone, someone who's dead, you know, they take it off a cadaver, they crush it in a vice grip. I was able to host the show with the amount of force they claim would crush the hyoid bone. I actually did it, and I'll do that tonight to show Hmm. that the arguments we've heard from medical examiners on the side of it's very easy to kill yourself – that's not true. Now, it doesn't mean that it's not possible, but if I will be live on air talking to you, and this is, again, at 8 p.m. Eastern, available on The Blaze and on YouTube, I will be talking to you throughout the entire experiment so you can hear the amount of force on my neck. You will leave, I believe, uh, having, having a lot to think about, and uh, you know, hopefully I won't leave on a stretcher. But um, it, it is, uh, you know, it's it, it's required a lot of training and a lot of uh, a lot of forethought, and a lot of uh, you know, a lot of uh, tassels for my jumpsuit. Um, we have fire extinguishers on hand. Uh, I, I will be wearing proper uh, safety gear for my head. Is there a possibility you could burst into flame? <laughs> there is a possibility. There is absolutely a possibility. Okay. Um, keep in huh. mind, I am I am an untrained professional, so no right. one should be attempting this at home. Uh, at all. Uh, right. But we did have some engineers here really kind of crunch the numbers for us. And uh, I'm amazed that nobody else has. And there are a couple of stories to me that really don't add up. It's this, it's the Epstein story, because if you read what we've read in the New York Times and the Washington Post, right, they just kind of want to dismiss it. Mm-hmm. You go, hold on a second, that doesn't add up. And then the other story is the Vegas shooter, just that 
No one knows anything. Oh, Think so about weird. that for a second. Yeah. What have we heard? And Those it's two, two years stories now. are the ones that stick in my craw. Yeah, yeah, that that one's yeah. Really, really, really weird, weird at all, as well. Um, and the, another addition to this, which I, th- I find fascinating, Stephen, is is this um, Amy Robach story, which happened with um, with uh, James O'Keefe, where they released this right. video, mm-hmm. and you know she comes out and she says we had this story for three years, and 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 all these network, you know, or NBC sat on it. And and then they they fired this poor woman from CBS who, who did didn't nothing. even do anything wrong. I mean, like yeah. that whole story was so ridiculous. It, you know, the media has ignored it completely. Conservatives have picked right. up that part of the story. But one of the things I, I'm fascinated by is that Amy Robach, a story, a, 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 a decorated journalist in the mainstream who covered the story for multiple years, also says on this tape that she is 100 percent convinced that Jeffrey Epstein did not kill himself. And that is right. on the tape, and I have not heard anyone investigate that. You know, you you say that people that mm. you know they're conspiracy theorists if they believe this. I mean, is Amy Robach a conspiracy theorist? This is uh, like this. Right. Uh, this feels, I think, to the American people, not like a crazy conspiracy theory, but like something that actually happened and is being hidden from us. No, I think you're absolutely right. Here are some things that are uh, that are undeniable that are not conspiracy theories. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein ran a pedophile ring with some of the most powerful people in the world. Mm-hmm. He had an island dedicated to pedophilia. He had a ranch as well where he had, you know, giant people can look up these pictures of giant orgy showers and rooms with pillows and crucifixes and, and uh, life-size crucifixes and, and no beds, by the way, just pillows and showers. Um, that's absolutely mm, true. Weird. He obviously was put on suicide watch at one point for some reason was removed from it. He, he hung himself by kneeling in a cell with a rope from bedsheets that he tied himself with no tools that no guards noticed, and he sustained the kind of injuries that only occur one in 20 from dead hang pull-ups, meaning when people are doing, you know, a Brooks and Shawshank, hanging themselves from the beam and kicking the stool out, yeah. that only results one in 20 of those kinds wow. of things result wow. these three fractures. There is no conspiracy about that, and that's what we're going to be testing tonight. Those are yeah. facts. Doesn't mean that it's not possible. But this idea that it is the most plausible scenario or that if someone says, you know what, I don't think that's the most plausible scenario, considering that, uh, that, uh, that, the, that the Clintons have a higher kill count than a clan in Call of Duty. Uh, <laughs> that's what this is about. But this is for the people who've all been dismissed. It's so you yeah. can visually watch what it is that you suspect and you can watch it beyond any shadow of a doubt. And keep in mind, again, I am an untrained professional so um, there always is the risk that I either spontaneously combust, you know, or I have to speak mm-hmm. through one of those, uh, you know, those commercials for, for esophageal cancer where I'll be hosting a show like this after. I have no idea. <laughs> it could happen. Yeah. It could happen. It's just this is interesting because, I mean, I, you know, I'm sure this is going to be uh, really funny as well, and I expected it to be funny. But this, I feel like we're watching like a legit Mythbusters episode here. Does uh, feel like it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's also interesting that you brought up that he didn't jump from the top cell, uh, yeah. the top bunk bed, which would have made sense if you're really trying to hang yourself, because that kind of force you would understand. All right, yeah, right. that snapped his neck in three places. Much more right. likely than just kneeling down and doing it. You know, the thing is, he could, the reason that no no one is reporting that he jumped off the top bunk, and when you look at the cell, you'll see why it would likely be impossible because. There would be no way to tie the rope so tight that you would generate tension without your body's natural mm. defense mechanisms. Your body doesn't want to die, right? So there would be right. no way to tie a rope where his feet couldn't be on the bottom bunk or his yeah. feet couldn't touch the floor. Um, and that's why we've also – this is something else that no one takes into account, right? It's very easy to strangle yourself, okay? But that's not what they're arguing. They're arguing that three bones were broken. So we've been running some pre-tests, and I've completely slumped down to the ground. You know, we're not generating any force. That's not even close to what's needed to snap the neck. But people don't realize – it takes only three seconds 
approximately to be choked unconscious, right? You, in those three seconds, that's your window to generate enough force to break your neck because you would have to be creating leverage, pushing against the bed, snapping it, because once you go unconscious, there's no chance that you're going to create enough force to fracture those three bones. So we also need to see if we can generate enough force before the amount of time it would take to pass out. The fact that it's so mm. easy to strangulate yourself actually uh, is stacks the deck against the idea that Jeffrey Epstein fractured his neck because he would have had to be conscious to throw himself to create the kind of force toward yeah. Newton uh, necessary to kill himself. And that's why the more we've been building the set out, you know, we, we, what you're talking about here, we sat down and said, well, hold on, what if he jumped from the top bunk? And we conduct some research. Well, he didn't jump from the top bunk, but let's see if we can. There's no way to really jump from the top bunk and create a rope that would function. Wow. So you go, hold on a second. What if he uh, passed out and then was just slumped down? You know, his leg got caught, let's say, on the bed, so all of the energy went on his neck. It was nowhere close to the force necessary. So we haven't tested everything yet, but uh, we've done a lot of pre-runs here. And um, the more that we've researched it, the more that we've recreated the set, the more convinced I am that we haven't gotten the full story. And listen, people can watch for themselves at 8 p.m. Eastern tonight. Uh, it's the first time they'll be able to see in action what the cell looks like, what the kind of force was that could be generated. And um, we're not making, we're not drawing any conclusions yet. So I, I'm as curious as you guys are, um, mainly to see that if I'll, I'll even be able to have this kind of a conversation. <laughs> Is there a, uh, a promo code associated with your potential death tonight, Stephen? There is. It is just Epstein. So once the stream goes live at 8 p.m. Eastern, I believe, uh, through Black Friday, actually, the promo code Epstein will give people $20 off Mug Club joining the Blaze TV. Uh, so they can go to loudonfetter.com slash mug club, and you get the full hand-etched mug and, of course, access to the whole Blaze TV catalog. You become a member for $20 off um, if you enter in the promo code Epstein. And, of course, all the proceeds go uh, directly to conducting these kinds of spare experiments in the future and uh, this kind of content, which is uh, wildly unprofessional, incredibly entertaining, but uh, hopefully somewhat useful. <laughs> All right, Stephen Crowder, louderwithcrowder.com. Uh, the promo code is Epstein. Uh, Join tonight, 20 bucks off. Back in just a couple of minutes. You're listening to Glenn Beck. You have heard me talk about Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, and how his pillow has given me a great night's sleep, which I need. Now, from time to time, he'll send me something to try, from pillows to the sheets to the towels. I've loved them all so far. You're the one who have built this into an incredible company and have trusted Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. So Mike wants to do something for you, and that is his Giza Dream Sheets, which are great. He's going to give you an incredible deal. These sheets come with the world's best cotton. They are ultra soft. They're breathable yet extremely durable. And right now, the Giza Dream Sheets, buy one, get one set free, plus shipping with a promo code back. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee. You're going to love it. And if you don't, send them back. It's MyPillow.com. Click on the new radio listener specials to buy one pair of Giza Dream Sheets and get the other one free, plus shipping. There's also deep discounts on all the other MyPillow products that you are just going to love as much as I do. Enter the promo code back or call 800-966-3117 and get the great radio specials pat and for glenn on the glenn beck program uh we got some amazing details on uh elizabeth warren's proposed uh programs and what they're going to cost of course they're they're essentially free so don't worry about anything because 
<laughs> she's already got it all paid for. It's have already you know, paid for. Have you noticed she does this thing with billionaires where she's like, look, if you're on top of the hot, she has that really wavery, like weak voice mm-hmm. on top of the one, if you're the point one of the point one percent, you can pay an extra two cents is the way she says it. Now, first of all, she's already proposed the wealth tax being bigger than 2%. Right. Secondly, it's not two cents. If you're going to use that, you have to two cents, two cents on every dollar. Right. But she just says right. two cents. So it's like billionaires yeah. have like, I've got $50 billion, but I will not agree to a tax that's two cents more. <laughs> so ridiculous. She's such a liar. I mean, and, she's and a you legit know she's liar. lying when people like Bill Gates are saying, uh, essentially, don't vote for her, please. Please. <laughs> please. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Yeah, the last uh, report I heard was that he had zero teams contact him so far. Yeah, zero. Zero. Mm -hmm. Now, he sent, I guess, the videotape of his workout Mm -hmm. to all 25 teams that were initially interested. Yeah. And uh, none of them. And they're... They they were super super interested. None of them were no? interested. Huh. Um, part of this is because he sucks. Well, I think a pretty big part is. Yeah, like, but also, who wants the baggage that comes with this guy? Yeah. I wouldn't want that. The positive baggage that came with Tim Tebow. Nobody wanted to deal with. Nope. I mean, he was a good influence on people. He just had a big following, and it created you know people in the way all the time, and and stuff that you had to deal with on the side. And nobody wanted to deal with that. Well, you look at, I mean, uh, to bring up one of your favorite topics, Taysom Hill. It's like, you're telling me there's not a team in the N- N- NFL that could use a Tim Tebow in that role? Right. Right? Like, but right. it's too much of a hassle. And they're just like, eh. And they don't want to. Yeah, they don't want to. Which, I mean, so. it's, not, it's totally their right, uh, mm-hmm. you know, but. I and mean, by the way, nobody's crying over Tim Tebow not being in the no league. Cares. Nobody no cares. cares about that. He's not getting extra workouts from 32 NFL teams. It's amazing. It's just, it's unbelievable. Uh, All right. More coming up in just a second here on the radio show. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. All right. So as you uh, try to figure out which of these Democrats you like the best, and I mean, how do you choose? from this field there's so many good options so many i mean do you want steve bullock i don't know you're probably almost on that bandwagon well, what about john delaney oh yeah if you saw him working out this weekend oh the guy can do box jumps apparently like nobody else yeah uh so maybe maybe you want him maybe you're all maybe. about marianne williamson maybe you got the crystals and the essential oils going she can yodel we know that much hey, she, she can she, yodel she can yodel yeah she'd be the first yodeling president i think ever. is that true it is true, yeah. I didn't know that. Have you not heard her yodeling? I mean, I don't I don't remember hearing her yodel, but uh-huh. perhaps okay. I don't know if per- I perhaps that. that's true. <laughs> Wondering if I I do have Yes, okay. Well, here's a here's a little taste. Normally way over there with Bernie and Elizabeth on tell this me, Tell week. me that's not yodeling. Normally way over there with oh my Bernie gosh, and it Elizabeth is. on <laughs> I mean, that's just her speaking, but it, yes. it's pretty much her yodeling. How different is it from this? It's just, it's about the same thing, right? Oh, it's identical. It's, it's identical. Now, which one is that? Is that Marianne Williamson or the yodeling? Because <laughs> yeah, I can't. I, nobody knows. I can't tell. I don't know. You can't tell. Now, at least you can tell that about 
Marion Williamson. You can't tell that about Joe Sestak, who's also in this race, and no one knows that he I is. I cannot believe Joe Sestak is still in this race. Nobody's mentioned him in, I don't know, six months, eight months? I mean, did anyone even year? notice he started running? Maybe not. No, maybe not. It was one of those things. He came in kind of late in the campaign, and people yeah. were like, yeah, we, we don't want you here. <laughs> that was kind of the reaction. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's already kind of a crowded room yeah. right now. I was like, like, Bloomberg, he's coming in here with $50 billion. And like, while the Democrats might not want him, uh, local media sources that sell political ads do. Oh, yeah. uh, at least there's some. I mean, because I don't know how you're going to get an ad placed. Bloomberg could always pay a higher rate. Mm. So I don't know. I don't know how that works exactly. I know there's rules all around that. Um, but I don't think Joe Sestak's going anywhere. No, he's I don't think it's going to happen. Michael Bennett, you think it's going to happen for Michael Bennett? I'm not sure, but I'm guessing no. Julian Castro, that thing didn't happen, huh? No, that one I'm particularly satisfied about. I'm glad that thing. Yeah, that was a disaster. And he was one of those people who was talked about as a potential top tier candidate. Yeah, and he jumped in, and really from moment one has been a giant zilch. So was Beto, you know, who's now well. Beto did have at least a moment. When he, he launched, had a moment he was at like when 12 he was running for Senate, but he didn't really have much of a moment, did he? Well, it, when he launched, maybe at the very beginning, he had the biggest fundraising day. Beat Bernie right, first day right. fundraising. He went up to yeah. you know low double digits in polling in a few polls, and then just every day another tenth tick. You know away. why? Because he began talking. Yeah, and that was <laughs> that was that was all we needed. There's okay, a little no Beto mythology out there mm-hmm. around the nation, and it didn't affect us here in Texas because we saw this race between him and Cruz, and you you yeah. saw that he really wasn't that good. He really wasn't an effective speaker. He really isn't smart. He really mm-hmm. isn't a Kennedy in the making. Mm-hmm. We saw that here in Texas, but I mean, as as a country, what people saw was here's a guy who's raising a, a ton of money. And is coming pretty darn close to beating Ted Cruz in Texas. He must be amazing. Right. And it was helped by um, news, quote unquote, news, viral news organizations like that. Now this, who would take his speeches and package them with music behind them and all of that crap. So it would be one of those things where people had this great impression of all of his best moments that went viral. He got all this money. He must be great. Mm-hmm. But in reality, the truth is... Uh, he was not great. The, the amount of money he received in Texas was allowed him to be relatively competitive. Uh, and, you know, look, Ted Cruz, for all the things I like about Ted, you know, he's not a particularly uh, endearing figure when it comes to an emotional connection. Right? Like, people don't feel that way about Ted. They just think he's, hey, you know, he, passes, he votes the right way on most stuff, and uh, he knows the Constitution, and there's a lot to like, mm-hmm. but he doesn't drive passion. And the, what drove passion in that election was, could we actually win Texas as a Democrats? Like, that would be incredible. We got to donate mm-hmm. money to this guy. I don't care who he is. And then he got in the race and people were like, oh, that's the guy? Oh, he <laughs> sucks. <laughs> and he wants to set the Constitution yeah. on fire, well, which yes. is always a super big plus for many. I mean, even Democrats don't necessarily want you to set fire to the Constitution. I mean, the Democrats who actually are m- mainstream Americans, not the... Not the leadership Democrats, right. not the elected Democrats. I think most Democrats pretty much believe in the Second Amendment, and I and I I think they believe in due process. I mean, average voters, you mean. average voters, mm-hmm. yeah. And so when they found out that that Beto didn't believe those things, I think it was pretty much over. That was over. Yeah, Deval Patrick, you think he's going to mm-hmm. make a run here? No, no. I mean he has no chance, right? No. Um, 
Bloomberg, we talked about. Steyer, we no talked chance. about a little bit. No, no, chance. no chance really for either of those. Although mm-hmm. it's an interesting, it'll be an interesting experiment to watch at least. Andrew Yang. I mean, Yang has mm-hmm. actually run a freaking good campaign. He, he has. Uh, you got to give him credit. And I mean, that's what's gotten him to what? 4%? 4 or 5%. Yeah, Which, 4%. It's probably where he'll wind. I think he'll tap out about that. About yeah, yeah. 4 or 5%. Did you see he's boycotting MSNBC? Yeah. Now? Yeah. Because they didn't give him like any time to speak. They never do. I mean, look. the yeah, guy. six minutes. Yeah, the guy has has an audience. Yeah. He, he has. Uh, he's built from nothing. Yep. A campaign that is outdoing people like Cory Booker and A.B. Klobuchar and Kamala Harris. Which at is this pretty point. impressive. Pretty impressive. And yet he gets no love. Because I guess, you know, I, I, I don't know if they just see him. He's not extreme enough, he's I not, think, yeah, for them. That must be it. Tulsi Gabbard kind of falls into the same yeah. sort of slot where she... I like Tulsi. I wouldn't vote for Tulsi, no. but I like her. Yeah, I kind of like her too. She, but uh, and, I, and the same with Yang. I would not, you know, if yeah. I had to vote for anyone, if you had to vote for anyone in the field, if you had to gun, gun to your to the head... head there's a gun to your head. If you do not cast a vote, you will be shot mm-hmm. <laughs> in front of your family who will remember it forever. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> now, you might still take the bullet, but let's just say, say you might not. Say I have, you, to, I have to make a choice. You have to make a choice. Pick one candidate in this field that you'd actually cast your vote for. Yeah. I think for me, it probably would be Andrew Yang. Now, that's lo- yeah. largely. Uh, be- He's a businessman, successful. Yep. Uh, he is, while uh, I think, again, wrong on 95% of issues, so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not saying I would vote for any of these people, but if I had to, gun to my head, probably it's Yang. Um, even like the, some of the stuff mm-hmm. that he's talked about that is crazy liberal that I don't like. For example, everyone knows Mincom. about uh, Mincom, universal basic income. He at least knows the arguments mm-hmm. and knows the opposition arguments and took time, I think, to, like, for example, I've heard him talk in depth about like Milton Friedman and the way he's talked about uh, universal basic income. And one of the things that people throw out, and I think one of the reasons why he has no chance of winning and gets six minutes from uh, MSNBC in debates, is yes, he has a universal basic income plan, which I think is absolutely the wrong thing for the government to be doing. On the other side of that, it also means getting rid of almost all the programs that we complain about. Talking about like you know uh, you know Social Security and Medicare and Medicaid and all the I don't know if Medicare is not involved in that but like all these other big welfare programs food stamp programs all these programs that are oppositional to conservative values in many ways would be eliminated if you pass this now I don't think that it would be more efficient clearly mm-hmm. I don't think the left would ever let it happen um, and that's one of the reasons why there's no chance of him winning this primary. Right, yeah. because that that is not yeah. a view that it even comes close to aligning to the Democratic Party right now. It's only give free stuff, give, 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 give. Taking away programs for something that does not compute. That's why if he was elected and if he got the men come through, I don't think he'd be able to eliminate the other programs. And you'd have both. And then you'd have both. Yeah, that's, that's the way that usually works. That's what happens. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. More in a minute. This is the Glenn Beck program. We all have holiday traditions. Maybe it's whipping up a special dish or wearing a certain sweater of questionable fashion. Well, it turns out that cyber criminals have a tradition of their own, trying to take what's yours, especially this time of year. That's why Norton 360 gives you multiple layers of protection, such as a VPN to help block hackers from seeking your private information when you're buying stuff over Wi-Fi, a password manager to securely manager your login information, a real-time device protection against evolving threats, and so much more. Now, nobody can prevent all cybercrime, but Norton 360 gives you powerful layers of protection. 
a whole lot more than your traditional antivirus. So get Norton 360 now. And until December 8th, you can get a special radio offer up to 60% off your first year with your annual subscription. Go to Norton.com slash Beck. That's Norton.com slash Beck for up to 60% off. So all of that leads us to one of the one of the uh, top candidates in this race, Elizabeth Warren, uh, and just how expensive. We talked a little bit about her tax situation last hour, but uh, there's a pretty good breakdown about how much all of this would cost, and I think the total bill is fifty-two trillion. Is it? Uh, it's almost all the money in the world. Well, yeah. Because all the money in the world is $60 trillion. This would be a little bit less than that. So what you're saying is she's got plenty of breathing room there? Yeah. Okay. yeah she's got about $8 trillion in breathing room. Well, it's actually, we're spending already over the next 10 years about $52 trillion, um, which is a hmm. lot of money. Hmm. Um, now, she now wants is that to- the federal budget, $5.2 trillion a year? Essentially, is that what you're saying? So it is uh, the $52 trillion of national health expenditures currently projected for the next decade. Now, remember, just in health, you have to remember growth, inflation wow. and other things changing. For example, more people being in the country, mm-hmm. uh, getting more benefits, more people who are living to older ages who are taking more benefits. These things. Mm-hmm. This is why you don't launch giant programs like this, because they're completely out of control. The, the, the opposite of of a. You know, we go, conservatives will talk a lot about welfare programs, and there's huge problems in welfare programs. But the much bigger offender to me is a universal program where everyone gets it, whether they are poor or needy or not. And that's the stuff like, for example, Medicare. As you get it at a certain age or Social Security. You just get it mm-hmm. at a certain age. I mean, you know, things like that should not be programs that Bill Gates can qualify for. Right. right? Like, they don't means test a lot of this stuff. So... Uh, it grows fast. Fifty-two trillion dollars over the next decade. She's going to add a seven trillion dollar uh, uh, additional cost there. So we're looking at fifty-nine trillion. So how does she pay for the fifty-nine trillion? Because it's only fifty-nine trillion dollars. I mean, if you can't figure out a way <laughs> to spend, to just pay for fifty, what is that? Trillion. That's a little bit less than six trillion a year. Yeah, it's not bad. Just, just not bad. Just, just. I mean, you could print it's it. It's more than all the federal <laughs> budget we have right now. Right. But so what? So she taps sixteen trillion dollars in current federal health spending from programs like Medicare and Medicaid. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, a lot of that spending has no actual funding behind it. So this is one of the tricks that Elizabeth Warren plays. She says, "Well, mm-hmm. we'll just take the money that's paying for X program, and we'll move it over to my new program." Why? That would make sense. Except there's no actual payment going to X program in the first place. It's just on paper. It's just going into debt. Mm-hmm. So she's like, we're quote unquote paying for these programs. Well, you're not paying for them. Those are already putting us in debt. And then you're mm-hmm. adding on to it. We have the programs, but they're not funded. Right. That's the unfunded liability we're talking about all the time. That adds up to over $100 trillion. $100 trillion. <laughs> and we a lot more <laughs> under this plan. Um, she's going to um, also expand uh, Medicare which is already over going to be projected to over a trillion dollars in annual deficit. Then she's going to force state and local governments to provide Washington with six trillion dollars. Now, how is that going to happen? You might say. It was like, wait, why would they do this? Well, she's going to take Medicaid and get rid of Medicaid because everyone's going to get their health care for free, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. So she's going to say, well, if you guys in the states are already paying this money for Medicaid, just send it to us. 
Now, there's a little thing, um, and you may have heard of this, called the Constitution. Yeah, I've uh, heard of that. A little problem with this. Um, usually states don't have to do things like that. Like mm-hmm. uh, for, You can't force states to pay for your federal programs like that. That's not the way that works. You can pay, put taxes on individuals. You can do Jeez. lots of different things, but you can't just say, like, yeah, yeah, you guys pay us. That's not the way that works. Um, major problem there. Then she's going to implement uh, a $19.7 trillion new tax uh, agenda plus $800 billion in defense cuts. $800 billion Yes. In defense cuts. And she said, quote, hmm. it doesn't raise taxes on anybody but billionaires. <laughs> now, I think okay. there's 607 billionaires in this country. So she's going to put this 60 trillion plus program and all the spending I'm talking about on the backs, on the backs of, of 607 people. Uh, <laughs> now, it, Does that to, seem to problematic say that's ridiculous is such an understatement. Oof. But it is Elizabeth wow. Warren and it, and it should be noted Elizabeth Warren lies a lot. She yeah. knows these things are fake. She's not an idiot. Like some people just don't know the, the details and they just say whatever they want to get elected, because, but they don't know the details of whether these things are going to work. She knows mm-hmm. what she's saying is not true. She knows these things very well. She's just choosing to lie to people and, because she wants their vote. And, and that's Bernie amazing. knows too. And that's why Bernie is saying, yeah, with my plan, yeah, everybody gets a tax raise. Yep. Even middle class. Even the middle class. Sorry. But you know what's going to be better for you? But and that's at least, at least an argument. Yeah. At least he's honest mm-hmm. about it. 888-727-BECK. More coming up in 60 seconds. Health concerns are a sad part of life. I mean, it seems like there's always something that either hurts or bothers us health-wise, right? Well, if that's you, you really need to see what CBD products can do for your health. CBD may offer many of the health benefits of marijuana, but without the high. So it's 100% legal and requires no prescription from cbdistillery.com. The health testimonials are impressive, like this customer who wrote, I highly recommend CBD to everyone. It's done a complete turnaround for me. Another customer wrote, CBD made a big difference in my health. Look, if you haven't tried CBD for that health concern, you should. But where you get CBD products is crucial. With independent lab tests and nearly a quarter million customers, you can trust cbdistillery.com. See what CBD can do for your health. Go to cbdistillery.com and enter relief for 20% off. Again, enter relief for 20% off at cbdistillery.com. cbdistillery.com. I don't know if you're aware of this, Stu, but uh, Adam Schiff says his claim, his uh, case against Donald Trump is ironclad. Is it really? Yeah. He should present right. that part of it. Why is he skipped <laughs> I it? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Why it's did he go with all the really shaky evidence first? <laughs> so Weird. amazing. Mm. It's uh, like, wait, what trial are you watching, Adam? Because I'm seeing nothing here. Of course, CNN sees it too. CNN's in love with his evidence. Uh, I guess it was was it uh, it was Brian Stelter who was asking Juliet Huddy a question about Juliet Huddy, who's formerly on Fox News. Mm-hmm. I think she has a little axe to grind against Fox, but anyway, uh, he's asking her uh, a question about, hey, you know, it was it was disheartening to see uh, that Fox, no matter 
how conclusive the evidence was against Donald Trump spun this to be nothing. And she kind of played along with that. Um, this, so the other side is claiming that that was an ironclad case. That was They presented all the evidence they need to impeach the guy. And you think, well, what? What was, I guess because Sondland said that he thinks or assumes there was quid pro quo, that does it? I mean, they don't have a solid piece of evidence yet that I've seen. Yeah. They don't have firsthand testimony from anybody who heard it from the president. Yes, withhold withhold the money because I want them to make this announcement. That's true. I mean, there's not, there really isn't uh, certainly legalistic uh, evidence on that. I mean, I think, you know, no one is arguing, for example, though, that, that Gordon Sondland was a guy who wanted to go to Ukraine and say, <laughs> hey, we're, I want to withhold money uh, for the Biden investigations. Like, he's obviously on record multiple times on saying the opposite. He didn't yeah, he want didn't to want do to. it. He didn't want mm-hmm. to do it. He didn't want to do it. He didn't want to do it. But he did do it. So why did he do it? Right. He, yeah. he must have legitimately believed that was the somebody the thing to wanted, do, yes, right? Yes, he, that somebody Although did want to quit. He pro admits pro. he didn't hear it from the but president. He didn't say it. For, yeah, and look, the president's not going to say that. He understands um, that it is a um, a questionable thing that could get him in trouble. Probably, right? You could even mm-hmm. in the call, you could see him kind of hesitating and, and moving around the actual ask there. What I keep coming back to, however, is if he asked, so what? I, I, I don't I, <laughs> yes. and I know this is like I, people yeah. get so weird about this and it's like well quid pro quo and this is a, I will say a large part of this is the way the Republicans and Trump himself have handled this and tried to make that the standard yeah, you have they, to hit. they haven't made it about the national interest yeah it, look either it's absolutely fine to withhold uh, money or or to a not meeting give a, especially you don't have to give them a penny no ever I mean ever you don't you should withhold those things yeah. if you believe it's in the national interest if he didn't believe it's in the national interest that's another thing but it's a much higher bar to prove and they have not come close to proving it the only thing they have on that is well biden was uh, a guy who was going to run for president and one of the ways they've tried to make that point more clear is to say you know mm-hmm. what he didn't even care about ukraine until biden was running you that's know what? not he, true at all it's not true but he doesn't have to care about ukraine no. He's not the president of Ukraine. No. He's the president of the United States of America. So my thing on that is, so what? Yeah. Even if he said, I don't give a rat's anus about Ukraine, oh well. Right. I, I, you can say that you don't believe him, right? You can yeah. say you don't believe. I don't believe Trump. He actually was going only for his own personal benefit. And that's a fine thing to make, but that's you guessing about his motives. Yes. And admit that it's you guessing about his motives, and then we can have that discussion. I don't know why they won't move off the quid pro quo into, okay, yeah, but uh, it was in our national interest to find out, to root out corruption. If if this was a guy who was, uh, who was making deals with Ukraine and withholding money from them in lieu of them firing... Uh, prosecutor, then that's a problem and we need to know about it in the United States. It's in the national interest. I don't know why they won't move to that. Yeah, well, and I think part of it is, you know, look, Trump's gone his whole life with this sort of philosophy. Never back down off of something. Never say that any hotel in America is better than your hotel. Yeah. And never say that your phone call wasn't perfect. It was perfect. And you know what's interesting Mm. about this? And it's the only similarity I'm going to be able to find between Elizabeth Warren and Donald Trump. But Warren gets no heat for it, but does the same thing. When every economist comes out and says, you have to raise taxes on the middle class for this, 
she won't back down. She won't say, well, yes, we're going to have to raise taxes, but it's no, going to be true. good for people. She never does. And where they knock Trump for it, they praise Warren for it. And it really is a very similar uh, a similar instinct. Yeah, it is. All right, 888-727-BECK. You're listening to Glenn Beck. If you've been thinking about home security, there is no better time to get it than right now. And this week, Simply Safe is offering the best deal they've made this year. You'll get 25% off of any new system plus a free HD security camera. It's the best home security, period. With Simply Safe, you're going to get everything you need to keep your home safe. You have the entry sensors, the motion sensors, a smart lock, video doorbells, security camera, plus 24-7 professional monitoring with police dispatch. That's three and a half times faster home security that you can trust. If you've been waiting or on the fence about getting a security system, don't wait. Go to simplysafebeck.com. Get 25% off your system plus a free security camera. This is the best deal you'll find on home security. But you have to order before this Monday to get the exclusive offer. 25% off and a free HD security camera at simplysafebeck.com. That's simplysafebeck.com. Dispensing facts to help you defend the issues that matter. Glenn TV, weeknights at 5 p.m. Eastern. Subscribe now at blazetv.com using promo code Glenn. Pat and Stu for Glenn, the Glenn Beck program. Uh, somebody we haven't heard from much in the last three years, Rick Perry. Uh, and we're only hearing about him now, I think, because he's on his way out as Secretary of Energy. But um, he's apparently changed his mind ever so slightly from the campaign in 2016. <laughs> I mean, just a little bit. A little nuanced. Yeah. It's tough to tell. I don't know if you can detect it. <laughs> it is. I know. You know, because... Uh, I believe he referred to Donald Trump as a cancer during the campaign, but now he's the chosen one who was sent by God to lead us. We have the uh, audio God of used uh, imperfect people all through history. King David wasn't perfect. Uh, right. Saul wasn't perfect. Solomon True. wasn't perfect. Uh, and I actually gave mm-hmm. the president uh, a little one-pager mm-hmm. on those Old Testament kings mm-hmm. about a month ago. Mm-hmm. And I shared it with him. I said, Mr. President, I know there are people that say, you know, you, you said you were the chosen one. Uh, and and I, I said, you were. I, I said, if, if you're a believing Christian, you understand God's plan uh, for mm-hmm. the people who uh, rule and, 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 and judge over us on, on this planet in our, in our government. So it's nuanced, you know, like you like you said, Stu, it's it's tough to find the difference there between campaign 2016 and, and today. <laughs> but look, it's slightly different. Yeah, it's different. I mean, and look, and some of that is uh, uh, there's a lot of people who like, like did not like Donald Trump in the campaign and like him yeah, more now. Yeah, I, yeah. I've said a million times he succeeded my expectations. <clears throat> oh, yeah, mine too. Um, however, uh, to go for. From, from cancer, cancer to, to the chosen, chosen one, one of is, God is significant. It's a significant change. It's the <laughs> it's way a I would, significant I would put it. change. Um, yeah. You know, I, 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 people are beating him up on this, and it's hard to tell exactly what he's trying to do there. I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, like the sort of 
uh, obvious take is like you know you you want to get Trump on your side, you say really positive things about him, and like that's he's just taking that to the nine millionth uh, degree. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could also make the argument like, look, you know, it's God's will, and mm-hmm. Trump is in that position because it's God's will, and that's all he was saying. I don't know. I mean, it is there is there is this weird thing I think, particularly with people talking about religion around these issues, it puts them in weird positions. I think a lot. You know, like there is a there's a there was a big thing about how character was ultimately the most important thing when Bill Clinton was running. And yeah. you know, obviously the Republicans have sort of long abandoned that. And now Democrats claim that they care about character, which is just laughable. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. how you even with a straight face say these things. But really both sides have sort of switched on that point. I mean, during the Clinton impeachment, I mean, mm-hmm. yes, there was a lot of conversation about uh, about the legal part of this but always bigger than that was the idea that conservatives care about who you are as a man who you are as a person yeah it matters character matters matters. we said that a million times especially during clinton but like you said it's changed and there's pretty good indication of that from um eric mctaxis was uh was interviewing franklin graham uh kind of about that very thing awesome well, you have not uh, shrunk from uh, talking politics, and a lot of people have what I consider a profoundly unbiblical notion that uh, if you love Jesus, you're not supposed to talk politics or be political. Uh, I don't find that only wrong, but tremendously harmful. And so uh, you've been a hero to many because you've been willing to speak uh, about politics. And well, so what do you think of, of what is happening now? I mean, it's a very bizarre uh, situation to be living in a country where some people seem to exist uh, to, to undermine the president of the United States. Um, it, it's, just a, it's just a bizarre time for most Americans. Well, I, I believe uh, it's almost a demonic power. That is I, I would disagree. It's not almost demonic. No, it's, I mean, you know, you know, and I know that at the heart, it's a spiritual battle. It's a spiritual battle. And if you look at what the president has done, just just for our country, regardless of whether you're a Republican or a Democrat, uh, we have the unemployment is at the lowest in 70 years. More African-Americans are working, more Latinos are working, more Asians are working, more everybody is working. We have a an economy that is uh, just uh, screaming forward. It's, it's incredible. Can, can you even imagine we're saying this? Because literally three years ago, our economy was dead yep. in the water, dead in the water. We all know it. And three years later, you just said it's screaming forward. That's a fact. It's, I mean, that's not fact. our opinion, right? And, and here, here's what that does for, for, for churches, for Christians. Um, that means more people are working, so there's more people tithing and giving to the churches. Uh, there's more money for missions. There's more uh, money for your building programs. Uh, all of this is because Donald Trump said he was going to turn things around and make America great again. He cut taxes, and that cutting taxes added fuel to this economic engine that we're enjoying right now. He's, he's not a politician. I appreciate that about him. He's a businessman, and that's what we've needed in our government, not politicians. We need businessmen. And he's done that. Well, it's it's almost comedic because I know you've been 
vilified by people uh, for standing up for, for mm-hmm. Trump. I have to a, to a lesser extent because I've been less vocal, but and I'm not as known as you are. But it's just a fascinating thing because people seem to devolve to a kind of moralistic Phariseeism, and they say, how can you support somebody, blah, 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 and then they go on to cite how he's the least Christian, you know, they go on and on, and I think these people don't, they don't even have a biblical view when it comes to that, you know, that if somebody is, uh, doesn't hold to our theology, that doesn't mean they can't be a great pilot or a great doctor or, or dentist. I mean, it's a bizarre uh, situation that we're in, that, that people mm-hmm. seem only to have these standards for the, for the president somehow. You know, I, I believe that Donald Trump believes. Uh, he believes in God. He believes in Jesus Christ. Uh, his depth, um, he doesn't, uh, you know, he, he he went to churches here in New York, and yeah. he didn't get a whole lot of teaching. He, he knows there's two, <laughs> there's two testaments, a knock right? There yes. He knows that. Okay, we're going to Yeah. Okay, well, some of that, I, you know, I, I agree with. Mm-hmm. But as you brought up, that's not what we said during Clinton. We said character really matters, right? Is That's what Christian said, I think, during the Clinton years. And um, so it was it was slightly different then. Yeah. And I think it's changed now. And it, it seems like character doesn't matter now. And I think, I, you know, my, like they do, I think he's done a really good job, way better than I thought he would. Yeah. I think part of it is, I, I don't know if it's just that we've kind of come to the conclusion that everybody pretty much sucks. Mm-hmm. You know, and you just don't expect a lot out of people anymore on, on this front. Yeah. And, I'll, you know, to be frank about it, too, probably... I don't, you know, this wasn't necessarily the case uh, with us per, per se and many in the audience, but there was a lot, a lot of that stuff you realize later on is is just a talking point of the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, like there was a lot of talk about executive orders uh, um, around the Obama time, a lot less during the Bush time from conservatives. The same yeah. thing that happens now. I mean, like, you know, the, we've, you know, there are things to be, there's some stuff that Trump has done that I haven't liked, like the emergency declaration and such that I think would have definitely been opposed during the Obama administration and, and now aren't. Mm-hmm. And like, look, you look at the entire Spending. picture, you still have to, you still have to pick somebody off your list, right? When you're voting for someone, you still have to select one of the candidates that's available. And I think yeah. there's a very, you know, very logical argument that says, look, we've, we see what the positives of Trump are and what the negatives are. And we've selected Mm -hmm. him because he's better than the other people. And that's a totally rational way of sort of doing a cost benefit analysis on the, on the situation. Yeah. Especially Um, now, but there is this, this temptation with Trump, I think uh, is different than others for Republicans, at least because I think Obama had some of this for Democrats, but there's this, this sort of idea that you can't, can't just say like, well, I don't like this part. Yeah, you can't. Uh, it's like, you can't why? disagree with him on anything. Yeah, because I, I, I don't want to be a cheerleader mm-hmm. for anybody, frankly. I, like, yeah. I, I don't. I don't care who it is. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it bothers me to be a cheerleader just to, in principle, just to be. I don't like agreeing with people enough. I'm much more comfortable when everybody disagrees with me. <laughs> you know, it's just like it's. I don't know why. It's just like it's one of those things where I, that's 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 more comfortable. I mm-hmm. think for a lot of people, including myself. But to to be like an, an a one hundred percent cheerleader is is i think a function um of how unfair the media is to trump so often and you get defensive because you're just like wait a minute they're they're screwing the you know they're they're attacking him all the time yeah i'm not even gonna bring up the the problem i have with him 
because you know I that happens all the time. I think it does, and I think it's it a natural yeah. thing for people. We defend him more because the left uh, they're so out of control yeah. with it. They hate him so much to such an extent that there's nothing he could do. There is absolutely nothing he could do that they would agree with or condone. No, I mean to the point of again, like Donald Trump is has a, a trade policy I don't like. And one of the reasons I don't like it is, is because it's been the Democrats' policy for 40 years. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and, and the, the, the media loved it. Mm-hmm. They freaking loved that policy until Donald Trump kept saying it. I think it was the, uh, the, Babylon, the Babylon Bee had a great argument, uh, article the other day. That's the, the headline was, uh, in stunning development, Donald Trump comes out in favor of impeachment, forcing Democrats <laughs> to oppose it. And it's like, that's kind of... <laughs> <laughs> that's where we are. That's where we are as that's a where society. We are. And Metaxas and and uh, Reverend Graham were, were talking about the the left. I think when they're this reaction to him is almost demonic, or in their words, maybe past almost, <laughs> because they're so out of control with their hatred that uh, they just oppose absolutely everything he does. And I think I think that's it's almost true. If he came out in favor of impeachment, they'd be against it. I keep. Thi- I want him to go pro-choice right now. <laughs> I, that's what I want. I want Trump to just come out that full would be out. Interesting. Full out uh, pro-choice. Abor- now I don't want him to name any judges that believe that. Right. So like maybe he's making terrible mistakes with the judges. They all happen to be pro-life. But just as but an just experiment, as, I, I, <laughs> let's give it a shot. I want him on TV every day saying how we have to. What women need to be able to make their choices on this up to nine months. In fact, after the pregnancy is over, I think he should. They should, and then all the Democrats will be like, "This is this man's a horror show. He wants to murder children." <laughs> This man wants to murder children. That's where they'd be. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. More Glenn Beck with Pat and Stu coming You're up. You're listening to Glenn Beck. Shopping this holiday season. Finding the perfect gift from your computer or your tablet or smartphone, that is, that's a breeze. Now, here's the problem with it. All of that online shopping, you're left potentially vulnerable to identity theft. You may miss identity theft just by monitoring your own credit. So you need somebody to watch it because somebody stealing your information on the dark web or taking an online payday loan in your name is going to dramatically impact your life in the negative. That's why there's LifeLock. They'll monitor your personal information. And if you have a problem with identity theft, they'll work to fix it. Now, nobody can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But LifeLock offers something that's perfect for the holidays and beyond. And now until December 8th, you can join and get a special radio discount. Save 30% or more off your first year by using promo code BACK. So call 800-LIFELOCK or go to LifeLock.com and use the promo code BACK. That's promo code BACK for 30% or more. Well, Whitey continues to keep Colin Kaepernick out of the league. (laughs) Despicable. I mean, here's a guy, maybe, what, Hall of Fame caliber quarterback who's still, still out of work after three years. Mm Mm-hmm. You even did a nice workout for him, and and what do they do? They they don't call. <laughs> well, he didn't actually show up to the workout that was scheduled. Well, but he he had a separate workout, fifty one miles away. Well, he he got all the 
teams to fly into a city and then did it in a different city <laughs> it's in, uh, in a high school. It's just an incredible – and some of them, seven of them, I think. I think seven of the scouts still – now, they heard about this half an hour before it happened. Yeah. They still hop in their cars, drove all the way down to the high school, 51 miles, about an hour away. And watched him do the workout. You know, it almost seems like Colin Kaepernick doesn't actually want to play football. Doesn't it kind of seem like it? I know. It's When you have Stephen Smith saying that, Stephen A. Smith, who's been a huge advocate of of Kaepernick, and even he turned on him and said, look, the guy doesn't want a job. Obviously, he doesn't want a job. He doesn't want a job in the NFL. He doesn't want to play football. No. And that's fine, but stop acting like you do. Yeah. It's it's annoying. It is. Um, But I guess it's it's hard to – it's sort of an undercurrent of – every story about him mm-hmm. and it's a way to stay in the media like for example when you say like if hillary clinton comes out and every time she's asked about becoming president uh, and running for president she says there is zero percent chance i will ever run for president i don't want to do it i'm not going to do it no instead she says well you know i i guess i'd never say never but you know look we need, we have a good field of candidates and i'm sure that's going to be she she gives you that sort of brush off and leaves the possibility open why so she can get on every show and they can all ask her again and then she can Mm -hmm. sell more books or whatever i don't think she's actually i mean i think she would love to be president and love to run again Mm -hmm. but i think she also realizes that the party despises her for losing to trump sure uh, and she's barring some weird miracle uh in her behalf she's not going to be running um but you keep the door open same thing with kaepernick yeah. Right. Like he can talk about all of it. No one cares about all of his his, you know, his other crap. They want to know if he's going to come back and play football. And that's the story. So he constantly acts as if he does. Yeah. Despite the fact that he doesn't. And despite the fact that he shouldn't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he's too big of a distraction for any team that would come in there for the role that he would play, which is minimal. I mean, maybe he'd be a third stringer. Maybe he maybe he'd be a backup on a bad team, but he's not mm-hmm. a good quarterback. I remind you, he had one good one decent year. Yeah, right? I, I mean, I, the you Super could Bowl say, year you could say was a pretty good year. For largely him. because they ran an offense that people hadn't <clears throat> seen. They, that offensive line is the highest rated offensive line since they started measuring it. Oh, wow. That's how good that team was. And the defense mm-hmm. was incredible. I mean, yeah. And then they tried to throw it the next year, and it was a disaster when they actually put any of the weight on him. Um, two things that Colin Kaepernick supporters never will answer for you, though. Uh, number one, if it was this is about kneeling, and op- opposing the man. Why did he lose his job to Blaine Gabbert before he started kneeling? <laughs> he lost his job to Blaine Gabbert before he started kneeling. That might be the biggest indictment against <laughs> yes, him exactly. in the history of indictments. Come on. Blaine Gabbert. And number two, uh, he, the guy who knelt with him on day one is Eric Reed, who I saw playing for the Carolina yeah, Panthers, the Panthers this week. Mm-hmm. He still has a job. All yeah. these other guys that supported him all have jobs. It's just him because, A, he has shows no desire to actually want to play, and, B, didn't show much ability to play when he was playing. Yes. That's the problem. Can we please tell Colin Kaepernick now to shut up? You're listening to Glenn Beck.